When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome back, everybody, to Wrestling Omikaze, episode number 29. Uh, you can consider this the official start of our 2018 season after the awards episode last week, which we got a lot of positive feedback on. I really appreciate it if you if you took the time to listen to that. It was a it was an experiment of sorts, having nine guests on, but I, it worked out better than I expected. Everybody was very polite and weighed their turn, and that includes our guest this week, who's back again on making her record fourth appearance. A new omakaze record here for you, Jesse. Oh, I am the Stephanie McMahon of podcasting, so... (laughs) Um, So how did you think the awards episode went? Did you enjoy it? I did. uh, I I lost my password for the forum, so I can't meanly reply to people anymore. But I saw, like, there wasn't a lot of us jousting with each other, but 
I never talked to any of these people before in my life except for you. So I think when you're in that sort of situation, you don't want to step on people's toes too much. You want to come across as being a gentle and kind soul. So maybe next time when we do that, uh, we'll all fight each other. Yeah, it was very much like everybody was kind of like, um, you know, here's my pick, but I'm not really going to like I think I was the cattiest one, honestly. <laughs> Like as far as like, I made fun of a couple things a few times when I was I when I listened back I was like wow John you're an asshole <laughs> about about like Okada because no one else was being fun <laughs> about like that Okada Omega match especially I think I just I just screamed that it made no sense at one point and well, yeah, I didn't I watch like, it so I don't have much of a comment <laughs> but yeah I mean when I listened back that the, the I should clarify the G one match that was the only one the only one of three I actually hated but. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it was very, it was very orderly and people were like, well, it almost had too little, you know, interaction, but maybe we'll figure it out better for next time. Um, other than that though, I thought it went really well and, you know, people were, people were very polite and very, very jolly and. People can be polite in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I think people, people are so used to wrestling Twitter, which is like a fucking all out war zone at all times. It's like we have a we have nine people on and everybody is like just happy and polite and giving their picks. People are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it was a good time. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me back again this week too. Yeah. So this week, what we're here to do is do um, basically I want to do like a two week project because there's so much pure on making footage in these next two weeks. It's probably like one of the busiest times of the year for Japanese wrestling making tape, especially non-New Japan Japanese wrestling. And, you know, because you basically have this build-up. Because what happens is, right, Samurai does this week, the first week, where they're just, all they're doing is running, like, the best of 2017. So, like, if you look at the Samurai schedule for, like, the first week of January, it was all just, like, 2017 shows every day, like, these marathons. So they didn't really run anything in that first week. So everything gets kind of pushed back into this week. So that's why you have like the, the the December 30th Big Japan show, January 2nd um, Big Japan, January 2nd All Japan, uh, January 1st Zero One. Like all this may tape this week. Um, the, and you also had the the DT. Um, the, it was what Do right? Like King... I just call it the Big D. <laughs> it's like the it basically means King D again, which is funny because it's what they call their single elimination tournament that they've had forever. But yeah, it's like their their first ever. This is a, a well, not the first ever. They they did something like this a long time ago, right? I think so, but I'm. They haven't had a tournament like this in a very long time. It's been a long time. I think I looked this up, and it was like, oh, is someone's going to scream at us? But it was like mid somewhere in the mid zero zeros. I think is the last time they did before anyone run. was watching DDT. So yeah, okay. I'm yeah. sure there are people watching DDT. It was just a joke. Yeah, but like they 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 haven't done one of these in a long time is the thing, and just to have this right at the start of the year when all this other footage is making tape, it just felt like a crazy week and we a week I wanted to talk about mainly with the the, the DDT tournament because first of all I thought you know not not a spoiler here if you follow me on Twitter I mean I thought it was an amazing league, you know a really really good bunch of shows. Um, some of the shows are better than others, but you know really some really 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 good matches. Very the easiest way for somebody to get into EDT. If you're interested in the, the the product, this is the thing to start with. Yeah, because like you get. I mean, I saw a couple people in just in the Voice of the Wrestling staff are doing that. I think it was like Andrew Rich and um, maybe Kelly also Kelly Harass. 
but like they both I know they both started off I think with the with this tournament it makes perfect sense because you're getting introduced to basically all the serious wrestlers at DET other than like Kudo right is there anybody else really that's not, that wasn't in this uh, that'd be it like on the serious Siri side wasn't in it. oh yeah duh but <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna want to talk about that <laughs> he was like fuck off and go to America yeah. Does he even wrestle anywhere? Have his, has he I, wrestled anywhere? I don't. I've. You, you could just. We could ask Cage match. Let's see. I mean, there's TNA tapings are going on right now. It would not shock me if in the next thirty minutes there's some tweet saying he made his debut there. Yeah. Um. Nah. His his last match on Cage match is December twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. Never mind. Yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> he's working anywhere. It's so tiny that they can't. That even Cage match doesn't give a shit. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Do you want to talk about it? I don't really want to talk about that. It's It sucks. What else is there to say? Let's just say he wrote a blog post and Akito took big offense to some of the things he wrote. And we'll leave it at that. And Akito made his displeasure publicly known. But, yes, yeah. very much so. Basically told him to grow up, right? Isn't that what he said? But... Uh, he kind of said, "Stop blaming the company for all of your problems." <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know how much longer you're, if 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 that's you know a guy you need to introduce yourself to. <laughs> but who knows? Um, but yeah, Kudo is a bit other big one that wasn't in this, because it's basically because he was recovering from a concussion. Yeah, he didn't... wrote on his own blog that he really wanted to be in the tournament, but DDT decided to keep him out of it to make sure he was healthy enough the rest of the year yeah which is a great decision on their part i think so you know yeah because um, Kudo's someone that's had a couple of resurfacing injuries and so i think it's disappointing that he wasn't in the tournament because i think he probably would have won but uh you have to keep someone like that healthy you have to think of their long-term health which is nice to see companies thinking <laughs> of that way yeah and he's a very popular guy too so it's like he's not a guy you want to put on the shelf if you can avoid it so yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense not to include him. Um, but but the tournament though, like you know, you have the you had a couple big outsiders. You had Shuji Shikawa, who is who is an outsider at this point. He's really, you know, more of an all Japan guy than anything. Um, of course, he still has a lot of history with these people, and he's still a damnation member. But he's not was not a DET regular last year by any stretch. Um, and then you also had obviously Jiro Ikemen Kushiro, who's a Wrestle One guy. But I, I thought they I thought Jiro fit in pretty well. But yeah, his whole gimmick, I think, fits in probably better with DDT than it does Wrestle One. Yeah, and the crowd was very into it. You know, there was there was really no time that the crowd wasn't into his whole, you know, you know, getting I'm going to get in the ring. No, I'm not. Then, but I mean, well, okay. To be fair, that gets over at Wrestle One too, though. <laughs> it's not like the crowd. He's like, arguably hey. the most popular guy in the company. Yeah, I think the problem was when you watch it six days in a row, it gets a jeering. Yeah, you're like, oh, here we go again. I, I never got tired of it, so <laughs> we'll differ here because I I loved it every single time. But I love me some Jiro. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and then obviously Joey Ryan was in it, which is whatever. Um, you know, he's 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 pretty much a DT regular at this point, so it's ridiculous to call him an outsider. But he is a Gaijin. Uh, you know, he. The nicest thing I can say about Joey Ryan was some of his matches weren't as bad as I was expecting. I don't know if inoffensive is the word I want to use when it comes to Joey Ryan on anything, <laughs> but 
I would say his matches at the least were inoffensive. Yeah, they in were in terms of the work. There were a couple that were really boring. Like that last one against Massa, I thought was really boring. But like the Endo one, I gave three and a half. I mean, there's some there's some good stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about the Endo one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but 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 yeah, it was a, it was you know if he's the weakest guy in the tournament, it wasn't. It was a pretty good tournament. So. Um, but yeah, like the, it was a very good league. So that was the other thing I want to talk about today. But before we get into all that, I think we have to talk about the real biggest news in Pure Resto. I assume you know what I'm talking about. The, uh, zero the, the, one signing no, people. It's, it's not, <laughs> the the biggest news in Japanese wrestling. Come on, Jesse, you know what I'm talking about. Well, Indo said Shuji has to pay damnation back if he wins the tournament because he's been gone for so long so it's his his reentrance fee no i'm talking about suzuko mimori and kazuchika okada um the the couple that's rocking two worlds but especially the the anime idol world <laughs> do you want to talk about that a little bit Okay, you, I you and I—you broke the story, so you, I didn't break the story. I someone <laughs> retweeted it on my timeline, and then I was like, "Wait, I thought uh, Okada was engaged. What's going on?" And then so, I looked further, and I was like, "Wait, this is Oka's wife." Yeah. So, so basically, the story. So Okada had announced last year. For people who don't know the story, the Shibata had the chap and chapin thing. You know, <laughs> he got he got caught by, uh, you know, by. Well, we don't have to get into that. Shibata was in trouble, everybody. And suddenly, what, when that story looked poised to go into the mainstream, which would have been very bad for Shibata, just go look at the Taichi thing that went mainstream, you know, a few years before that. Um, Okada suddenly announced, hey, I'm engaged. And it was what, to the TV Asahi girl? I don't even know who, the, I don't remember I, her I name. I don't even know her name. Apologies yeah. to, the, to the woman. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> I just don't remember your name. I don't think she, it, I wouldn't say not anyone doesn't remember her name, but certainly <laughs> English speakers I don't think remember her name. She was like a TV Asahi newscaster, right? That was her gimmick. Yes, which isn't <laughs> very shocking because they do the broadcast for New Japan. So. Right. So we, if we've learned one thing from this whole tale, it's that Okada has one day a year to to fucking socialize and find a mate because apparently he met her at the um, the TV this party that TV Asahi throws. Like the day after, um, you know, the day after the the G one, basically, like right after the G one's over, they throw this giant party to be like, "Hey, we're all done killing our bodies." <laughs> yeah, they had been um, dating for a few years, from what I understood. So it was. A I think pretty... it was like twenty twenty fifteen, right? Isn't that what people said? I think it's twenty fifteen. Something like that, but it was a, a pretty serious. I mean, how much of a serious relationship it was can be questioned now, but uh... yeah. I mean, it was a serious enough relationship for him to publicly state he was asking the girl to marry her. Yeah, so that became a big story, and that kind of overshadowed the Shibata thing. The Shibata thing kind of went away, and in the Shibata kind of went away. Shibata, well, yeah, that happened too. But but even even without that though, it just never <laughs> broke again. So it looked like in, in hindsight now it looks like Okada did that to help out his boy, basically. I will say the the woman with the Shibata thing tried hard to make it bigger. Yeah, it she just tried. Never... It just never. Yeah, sort of hand waved her, rightly yeah. or wrongly about that. They just sort of went, you know, whatever. Yeah, they just didn't. They just didn't word that into that story. But um, the I'm sure the Okada thing helped. 
So, oh, most you know, definitely. <laughs> so Okada overshadows that, and now it comes out. You know, I I forget they 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 found like. So basically, they, they took a picture of Okada and her together, I guess. And the new, they're talking about the new girl this time, uh, Suzuko Memori. So like some tabloids took a, took some pictures of the two of them together, I guess. I didn't know that. So they they had got outed. Yeah. Basically. So so what oh, I what I read okay. what I read was the tabloids had these pictures ready to go, and they were going to run with a story like, um, you know, ah, oh, Memori's secret tryst, her secret lover. <laughs> Is a pro wrestler, and they were gonna also like put you know like pull up the Okada story with the TV Asahi woman to be like, oh, is Okada cheating? So they decided to get out in front of it and be like, yep, we're together, we're dating, and Okada broke up with the TV Asahi woman last year, so he's no longer. So the, the bottom line is Okada is no longer engaged. He is dating Suzuko Mamori, who's a pretty famous uh, Japanese voice actress has a couple, she's one of these like Bushi Road stable people, you know, yes, like this is a Bushi Road match yeah. in heaven. <laughs> so her biggest roles are Umi Sonoda, probably the biggest one easily is Umi Sonoda from Love Live. Uh, I'm not a Love Live fan, but I, even I know how big a deal that Love Live show is. So up uh, Tokyo Dome. It's a big so, well, deal. I was going to say the first time I went to Japan with on the Alan Farrell trip in 2016, I was I watched them come out of that thing at the Tokyo Dome. Like I was at Kirken Hall for I don't even know what fucking show, some show. And people like just came streaming out of the Tokyo Dome and it was Love Live apparently. And yeah, they're, they're just a gigantic crowd of anime people, basically. Uh mostly men, but some some girls too. And like they 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 just come out of Love Live at the Tokyo Dome. They went to the Love Live concert. So there you go. It was it was something. Um, but so I saw it, I, I saw it firsthand. It was it was really crazy. Um, but yeah, so that that's his that's her most famous role. But she also voiced um, Sherlock Shellingford. Sherlock Shellingford. I've never seen this show either. In Tante uh, Tante Opera Melky Holmes. And you're the one who pointed out the first one I saw pointed out that that is Oka's anime waifu. Yes, that that is Tomoyuki Oka, who is of course a big anime fan. That is Oka's anime waifu. So, Okada is dating the voice actress of Oka's anime waifu. And someone I follow on Twitter said that apparently Oka had stated that he was done having waifus and deleted it. I don't know if this is true or not. <laughs> that's just After a rumor. you heard this news? Yeah, that's just a rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. But there def- there, but def- there's been some pretty astounding tweets about this. There's been oh. people that have threatened violence against Okada. Yes. Things, they'll throw uh, throwing knives at him. People, then, people have threatened to. People have been burning her merchandise. Like, look, anime idol fans are just like regular idol fans in Japan. They go fucking hard. They're out of their fucking minds. They think these women should exist only to, I guess, sing for them. And like, if they if they find out you have a boyfriend, they lose their fucking shit. It's really gross, but that's what they do. So I've seen it. Yeah, first there time. are also people saying that if if that's all it takes to bag one of them, I'm gonna go try out for New Japan now. Yeah, so I've seen a lot. Of, huge increase in the dojo. <laughs> These fucking nerds are going to show up. Yeah, it's like you're not. I don't think they're going to take you, but best of luck. Well, they took Oka. <laughs> that is true. They did take Oka, but he was a he was a unique case. Hey, if, if any if any of these nerds are a um, an amateur wrestling and Sambo champion, I guess they can try their luck. But otherwise, I think they're in trouble. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I would just say that. For all the people, like we always say that new certain promotions like idol wrestling, 
Well, I think this story is a good example of what we're talking about. People become pretty obsessive over who these people are dating, who they're not dating. And it can become pretty, like I already said, crazy, but I'll just say it again. It becomes pretty crazy for these people. Uh, didn't Doi have to announce in Dragon Gate that he was getting married yes. to stem away the fangirls? Yeah. And he, he had to tell the world that he was getting married. Oh, it ended up being kind of like his baby face turn. It was a big part of it. He was like, oh, I'm now, he's now calm, married, Doi, or calm, engaged, Doi. Yeah, and then Okada had in his contract that he couldn't get married, too. That was a thing a couple years ago. It's crazy. So, I mean, the yeah. idol stuff, like, uh, there's a few documentaries. I think if you go on YouTube, you can find some things to watch. I would suggest people watch them because a lot of the wrestling fans that we're seeing now kind of intertwine with this idol culture that exists, not just in Japan, they have it in other places too. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, New Japan is the biggest one for it, but yeah, Dragon Gate has some of that. Even DET has some of that, right? I mean, there's some people. It's, I wouldn't say it's as crazy in DDT. Yeah. Because it's people, I mean, it, it's weird being in the audience where like, I, I get the feeling that a lot of the DDT audience is like, it, I think DDT of all the promotions probably draws like this general puro audience you know like i think it's it draws a lot of fans who probably also go to other promotions whereas you know dragon gate does not do that dragon gate's very insular so but yeah i don't know yeah i noticed a lot of crossover between like ddt and big japan yeah those two i think have a lot of fans that go to both of those shows yeah and i think even all japan too to a degree so there's like a i think there's like a triad there like DDT, Big Japan, All Japan, they're all kind of like, I think they're all kind of connected to the fans now. But I mean, they they use a lot of the same guys. I mean, Soma Takao is going to be in the uh, in the Junior Battle of Glory next month. So, well, if he's if he performs anything like he did in the Big D, I think he'll be really good. Yeah, he was. A, he had a, he had a good tournament. Um, all right. So, do you want to transition over there into into the Big D? Let's. Let's bring it out. Let's load up the guns. <laughs> Who had the biggest D of them all? We don't know yet, actually. Who had the biggest D of them all? We'll find that out in a couple weeks. Yeah, we do, we just so basically, if people don't know, this was a it was seven shows all together. Uh, started in January fifth. We have the fifth, the seventh, the eighth, the tenth, the eleventh, the thirteenth, and the fourteenth. So it went, you know, seven nights. It was. Um, you know, a round robin, round robin league, just like you would see it in the G1. Basically, it went a lot faster than G1 in, in part because uh, there's just less guys in each block. There's only seven each block, but also because like they they don't split up block shows like the G1 does now. It's just you know every every show you would get all six. You know, two guys would get a night off, and you would get one in each block, and you would get six matches, three from each block. So like you know, all, you, you got through the block pretty quickly. Um, or got through the, all the league matches pretty quick. So that it reminded me a lot of like the, the pre split G ones because like you got through this so fucking fast and it didn't go on like forever the way the G one just goes on forever now. Yeah, I would say if you were interested in watching all of the shows, each show is under two hours if you cut out the opening match and the intermission. Yeah. So so it's not it's not a difficult watch at all. So you know it took me a little bit a little while to get caught up and then you know I, I got a little bit behind but. It's really easy to catch up. I was one so. of the crazy people that woke up to watch them. Yeah, I'm. I wish I could do that. I just, you know, I have a job, and it requires well. me to be awake. But I wish I could have done it because, like, if this was like 
five or ten years ago, I would have been all over that. But what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, I mean, like this was a really awesome tournament. Um, you know, I I would put it right up there with like this was a really good year for Leafs. I know I know you didn't watch the G one. The G one had a pretty good year, better than twenty sixteen for sure. This was way better. I'll give the hot take. This was a million times better than the fucking twenty sixteen G one. I know some people like that like that G one a lot, but like I that that G one bored me to tears for the most part, and this was way better. I did watch the twenty sixteen G one. It was not that good. I didn't really like it either. Yeah. It wasn't just you. Uh, that was like the the one where like the B block was like the only block you could watch because the other block was horrible. The I think it was wasn't, just, it, like, well, wasn't the other way around. I don't remember. One okay. of the blocks was just one like, of the. Bad. I think the, the twenty seventeen the B block was the bad block, and I think it was. I think it was the same both years. I think both years it was the B block. I, I remember I just didn't watch one of the blocks in 2016. I just stopped watching it because yeah. I couldn't stand to watch any of the matches anymore. Yeah, the B block was really awful in 2016. The A block was good. And then this past year, I'd say the B block was better. And the A block was about as good. I'll so, take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, I know you didn't watch it. But um, but yeah, I, mean, I put this right up there at the 2017 G1. I put this up there at the Champion Carnival. I thought I had a good year this past year. Um, I didn't really watch. What was what's the deathmatch one called again? Uh, Ikitosin. They call it, it was called the Ikitosin. I, that, I mean, what I saw that was pretty damn good. I, I didn't watch. It's all escaping of it. me. They, I know they call it the Strong Climb, and I can't remember what they call the other one. Yeah. Give me like two seconds. But yeah, I mean, what I saw that one, I saw a lot of it after the fact, but it was it looked pretty good. Um, so it's a good year for tournaments and round robin leagues in Japan, but this was another good one. So, and just coming like at the start of the year was pretty cool because I, I just did like my match of the year list already, and you know, like six out of ten are from this from this league. But you know, it makes sense. It just people are like, oh well, you already have like seven, eight matches at four and a, or four and a half or better. It's going to be a great year. But I'm like, well. It just so happened that's when DET put their equipment the G1 up. It's not like even DET, I'm sure they're going to have a really good year because they had a really good year last year. But um, the you know it's just not it's not it's not going to be like this crazy the entire year. It's Deathmatch Survivor. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, it was a, Deathmatch. Uh, there was something really really good for, on that. I think it was like was it like the final sunny? was pretty good. There was like a match with Sami Kodaka, and like he took, he was doing dives off of scaffolds. I remember being really crazy. The final was uh, Takahashi and Kodaka. It was okay. really good. I don't think that's the one I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of a different one, <laughs> but maybe it was like I don't remember who Sami was facing. But yeah, the, I remember the final being good too. But yeah, um, but anyway, so back to the King D, the Big D, biggest D tournament. Um, we were gonna we. So we wanted to give a shout out to <laughs> Burning Spirits, who already did like a show by show, match by match kind of re- recap. Um, so if you want to listen to like match by match, show by show, definitely go check out their last podcast. But what we're going to do here is now that the entire thing is over, is well, we're going to look the entire at thing. they're still the final. Oh, they're still the final. That's true. Every the entire league, but all the round robin matches are over. The final is not until January twenty eighth, which is like DDT's normal end of January Korokin. And, you know, the final is, is going to be Hiroshima and Chujichikawa. We each won their block. So tune in for that. The winner Spoiler, gets it. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't seen, you probably shouldn't be listening to this already. Yeah, probably but, not. Yeah. But we're going to give you some picks, basically, if you if you want to just watch a few good, really good matches. Um, 
but yeah, so like the the finals on the twenty eighth. Whoever wins this is pro- is it official they're going to challenge Takashita or it's just like assumed? It's official. You, okay. If you win the tournament, you get the judgment shot. So who do you think's going to win? I think it's Ishikawa. I don't know. You could go either way because Takashita would you know he can get his match his win back from when Shuji beat him. Yeah, but then. He rolled up Harashima in this tournament to beat him. He didn't like convincingly beat him. That's a good point. So, uh, and last year's Dudgment main event, uh, Takashita beat Harashima to go on his title run that he's going on now. So, and Harashima is one of the few people that I think can pin Shuji Ishikawa. I think there's yeah. like a list, and he's one of them. So, I'm not yeah. really sure who's going to win. The thing that makes me think it will be Shuji is. Marafuji's confirmed for judgment, and he and Harashima are tag champions. Yeah, that's a good point. So I would, I lean, I, I was already leaning Shuji before you even brought up that point, but that's a good point. That but you think I heard, I, I, I don't follow All Japan as closely as I should, but there's a show on the, a big show on the same day as judgment, too. Oh. And it's like, well, if Shuji works the main event, he can't work that All Japan show. AJPW schedule. So, it's interesting. Uh, they they're just going with this idea of a generational battle. A lot of DDT the past year has been focused on the younger wrestlers in the promotion, and so uh, Harashima himself had said it's nice to see two of the older guys make the final, and we're going to show everyone how it's done. Yeah, uh, it is a cool thing. I mean, for for sure. I really want to find this fucking all Japan schedule because I'm curious of what the. I'm not sure if that's true or not. It's just something yeah. that I read, but I wouldn't doubt it, given who said it. So, yeah, I'm gonna but find it's, it's interesting. You know, usually with a Shuji Shikawa match, you're like, yeah, Shuji's winning, because yeah. he just doesn't take falls to people. It's just you can go and look up his cage match profile. He doesn't eat many pins to many people, but in this instance, there is a sense of I don't know who's going to win, and yeah. I like that. Because sometimes when you get in these round robin tournaments, you can kind of say, okay, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, just because of the point system. Whereas in this final, you really don't know. It can go either way. Yeah. What is the date for Judgment? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I can look it up really fast. Yeah, no, these are things it. that podcasters should know. <laughs> but clearly, <laughs> you're not very good at podcasting. So, <laughs> well, uh, you brought this up, and then I'm like, "What the fuck?" I want to. Judgment see is there. March 25th. Okay, so there is a show, 2018 Dream Power Series. Uh, let's see how big a show it is. And Judgment mm. is at Sumo Hall. Yeah. So. Well, Shuji's not on the poster, if that matters to you, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, let's see, where the fuck is this show? I mean, I could be wrong. That's just what I read. Amazing I dead I'm air gonna... here on this podcast as we <laughs> curiously try to figure out, can Shuji Ishikawa even win? Uh, well, it's at the Saitama Community Arena. I don't know. That's not That, that could be that big a show. I mean, you know, that's just what people are saying. All right. I'm just telling you, it's Saitama Super Arena Community Arena. That's like, what, like less than a thousand fans probably. So I, it won't be a problem. Well, she's just confirmed to work judgment either way. He's going to. Oh, be OK. But you're, just, you're yeah. saying maybe he can't work the main event. Yeah. Uh, OK. Can't you work the main event. Yeah. And the All Japan show. Not uh, that he's already confirmed to work judgment. 
The Saitama show is like three o'clock, so maybe he can do it. And it depends on when Judgment is, but Judgment's usually in the afternoon too, so I don't know. <laughs> he, if he can do both, he'll do both. He's that yeah. he's one of those guys. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But I mean, but but I think, in my personal opinion, if if he misses that show, it's a it's a it's not even a Kurikan. It's a Saitama Community Arena show. I don't think he, they really need him for that. So who knows though? Guess we'll find out. Um. Anyway, but back to what we were originally saying. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Suji, but if if it's Harashima, I won't be that surprised. I'm picking Harashima because I think you can beat Takashita, and I want Takashita's reign to end. Okay. Um, but the best from each block, basically we're going to go through the blocks here. I have the standings in front of me, and we we picked like a, a match for each guy that we think is like really worth watching. So let's do that. Let's start with the the very top of the... We're kind of going to talk about like their, their overall run in the tournament, too. The top of the A block, Harashima, eight points, won the A block, he, he kind of had a disappointing tournament to me. Like, you know, he's a guy I usually really enjoy, but there wasn't, like, that many standout matches from him. There's only, I only have a few listed on my sheet. Um, I went with the Ishii match from the very first show, January 5th. Um, That's I gave, the one I went with, too. Yep, I gave that four stars flat. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match, but, you know, definitely better matches in this tournament, so. Yeah, kinda, I thought it was. just kind of there. Yeah, but it was a little disappointing too. I think if people are new to DDT and watching them for the first time, they might not quite have gotten the impression that this is one of DDT's biggest stars, the anchor of the promotion, really. And I don't know if they would have come away with that feeling after watching this. Yeah, it was very, it was very weird. That just like I, I don't know. I don't know if Hiroshima was like, you know, I'm a fucking legend. I don't need anything to prove in this. I can kind of. Just have he some... doesn't strike me as having that kind of ego. Yeah, but like I, I just feel like he could just be like, well, you know, I'm gonna have some good matches, but I'm not gonna like kill myself for this. So I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe he knew he'd be in the final. That's and true. So he was saving himself. You never. Know. I mean, I'm not saying he had a bad tournament or anything. It's just well, no, to... I don't think anyone had a bad tournament. I'll yeah. put that out there. I mean, no everybody, was everybody terrific. was pretty good. Everyone was good. But like, I just think he didn't stand out. It's more my thing. But, yeah, and that's really interesting for him because usually he is one of the standouts. Yeah. Um, all right, so number in second place we had two people tied. First of all, the the king of DDT champion, Kamsuke Takashita, had seven points. Um, and I, for his match of the tournament, I went with the Jiro match from also from January fifth at Sinjuku. I gave that four and a quarter. I thought that match was awesome. Um, I thought like the Jiro did some. There was a lot of great leg work in that match. Um, you know, Takashita was like sufficient levels of like ace unkillable in that match. And like it really did feel like he was gonna have to be shot with a shotgun to lose that match with all the all the shit he kicked out of. I think he kicked out the multiple the multiple moonsaults. Uh, he'd have another moonsault at one point and just it was really, really, you know, it felt like he was really gonna have to be like shot with a shotgun to lose that match. Um by the time Jiro finally like gets that roll up pin, it didn't feel like a fluke to me. It just felt like, well, you know, he finally got the pin combination that could keep Takashita down after all that punishment. So unlike some roll-ups, it felt really earned. The thing, I had a problem with this match because it. I think they're going to be doing a title match between the two of them at the February Korokan Hall show. Mm. And I think if you're going to go, I think it went about 22 minutes. I think they might have given away a little bit too much. Yeah. I I would say cut 10 minutes off of it, still have the same finish, and then you save some of the stuff for the bigger match that was my problem with it but that's more of a i watch a lot of ddt problem than the match itself 
Yeah, and I totally get that critique, but in a vacuum, I thought the match was really good. But we'll see how that. You, you, that's a great point. We'll see how that if they if they are going to do a title match between them, we'll see how that comes off. Um, what do you have for Takashi's best match? Uh, I had the Ishii match actually from the last show. I thought it was pretty good. It did take a little while to get started, but once they went into that sort of finishing sequence, it was amazing. Um, but overall, I thought Takashita was just kind of all right. Yeah, I would I agree found- with you. I found his matches dragged some, but I think that was part of the problem is they're always trying to make him have like an epic match. But yeah, I mean, I went, I went three and three quarters on this. I thought it was very good, but yeah, I, I, I totally see that critique for Takashita in general. And I think because he's been champ for so long, I don't understand why he needs to have like 20 minute matches, 15 minute matches. Why can't he just beat someone in six minutes? He's been the champion for over a year or almost over a year. Just have him beat people. I mean, if you're going to go with this idea that he's a dominant guy, let him be dominant in the tournament. That yeah. was my biggest problem with the whole thing. It's like they have him go back and forth so much in this tournament. And then part of the problem with the Ishii match was it got to a point where you just knew Takashita was going to win because he wasn't staying down for anything. Yeah. Um, then it, with tied with him was Tetsuya Endo, also at seven points. Um, and for Endo's best match, I went with the Takashita match on January 7th. I went four and a quarter on that as well. It was a 30-minute draw. I could see not liking it at that level if you're just really sick of their feud, but I thought it was uh, like, like you. But I thought it was a really fun match, and um, you know, I, I thought it was obvious they were going to the draw after like 20 minutes, but you know, I still really enjoyed what they did. And I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the generational rival thing. So I I thought uh I thought it was another good match in the rivalry. Yeah, I liked Indo's match with Massa on the first day. That was mm. my favorite match of his. I thought uh, I liked that Indo. We got to see a little bit more of his personality, something that I think Takashita also liked in the tournament. Takashita just went and he had his matches, and that was it. But Indo did a lot of different things that I and I really appreciated that. Uh, I didn't think he was like the best at the tournament or anything like that. I thought he was real, had a real rounded tournament. Yeah. And for someone getting into DDT, I think they can see like, wow, Indo is pretty cool. He like flies around and stuff, but yeah. he also can make fun of himself like he did with the Joey Ryan match. The Joey Ryan match was what it was. It's a, it's a great, great one to bring up because I thought, well, we'll get to Joey. We'll get to that when we get to Joey Ryan. <laughs> I think but, we picked the same match for Joey. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Endo, I would agree, had a very good tournament. Um, not like the super high-end standouts, maybe, of some other guys in the B block, but he he really did put on you know a lot of great character work. I think if you were watching for the first time, you got a good introduction to him. Um, yeah, and I'm not very shocked that he didn't win the block because so much of his post-match promos, I'm someone that goes and looks at that stuff, he talked about winning the money for the tournament even after the Takashita match. He was not really focused on, hey, I want to beat Takashita again. He's like, no, I want the two million yen. <laughs> so like he wants to get paid. He learned from Sasaki. Yeah. Um, up next, uh, we had three people tied with six points. Uh, Keisuke Ishii. Um, I went with the Jiro match on January 11th. I uh, gave that three and a four and a quarter. I thought that was awesome. Um, you know, there's just a great. It starts out very wacky, and you know, Jiro is like hitting Ishii with his jacket, and then all of a sudden, like they're on the floor, and Jiro is running at, like headfirst at uh, Ishii, and like Ishii just like catapults him headfirst into the fucking post, 
And I was like, that is a pretty sick bump to be taken here on a mid-card match in front of like 300 people. Um, but yeah, after that, I just thought Ishii went into like his I'm going to murder you mode. Like the, the same kind of attitude he had from the, the Takashita title challenge last year that I really loved. Um, there was some, a couple, another really cool spot where like Ishii got like thrown into the, into the corner by uh by Jiro and he just kind of like does a does a f- somersault backwards lands on his feet and then in one motion just grabs Jiro and gives him like this sick german suplex right as he lands so that was a really cool spot too and it just it did a great job making me really want Ishii to win by the time he he got he got hit by the double moonsaults at the end I wanted him to kick out so bad but it didn't happen but yeah it was a it was a really fantastic match I thought I liked this match a lot I thought this tournament benefited him probably the most out of anyone because I always say and you always say and people that watch DDT say this guy is one of the best workers if not the best worker in the company and so having a tournament like this it really showed off why we say that he didn't have a bad match he was really steady he helped put people over he beat Harashima that's something that some people in this company haven't done (laughs) Uh, so I just thought he was one of the standouts of the tournament. And I was really happy that for newer viewers, um, I asked some questions on Twitter, you know, for people that were just starting to watch, getting to D- getting into DDT, watching the tournament, you know, who's the people that have stood out for you? And I was pretty surprised that he was one of the people that they said. I was like, hell yeah. Because he's oh, great. If, if you're watching every show, I think it was pretty obvious that he always, he always had a really fun match, almost always anyway. And, you know, he, a couple of his matches were real standouts. So I think out of, out of the A block, he's probably the biggest standout. Like, it was pretty much him and Jiro, I thought. I think there was there was one other person I thought had a pretty standout tournament. We'll get to okay. that. But who would you have as she's best match? Oh, I had the Harashima match. It, okay. I mean, that just, that match was so good. <laughs> I think we felt a little different about that when I was, I think I was just a little too tired when I watched it or something, but I only had like. I completely understand, you know, <laughs> I think sometimes we don't take into account how tired we are when we watch something. It's like, oh, yeah. do I really want to watch this right now? <laughs> okay, let me watch it. You know, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you also get the expectations that people put on matches too. Like you watch yeah. something and you're like, it wasn't really as good as what people told me. There's that part of it as well. But yeah, so then we have uh, Joey Ryan with six points. Look, all right. I think Joey Ryan's gimmick is fucking creepy. I hate that he tells people to grab his dick. Like, I, I don't know. There's something about this is going to make me sound like a hypocrite because I don't have any, I really don't have that much of a problem with Dino, but there's something about Joey Ryan that really bothers me that Dino does not. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I really don't know what it is, but there's something about the grab my penis thing that just, it really creeps me out. And it's like, I, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to come out here and say anyone who likes Joey Ryan is a fucking pervert and a, piece of crap or whatever like if you like joey ryan i really don't care if you find him funny it's totally cool it's just usually i don't i'm not into it at all um but like on this as far as this tournament goes though i thought he was mostly pretty pretty decent like he played around with his the expectations of the of the gimmick enough that i didn't hate you know it wasn't like you know it was a slog to get through every single match of his there were a couple that i thought were really boring but for the most part i thought he was pretty decent and for his match of the tournament, I went with Endo on January 11th. I gave that three and a half. I thought um, it was just a really funny match. Endo, like, giving the politest, like, no thank no, you to thank touch you. to touch my penis of all time. Like, he just touched my penis. No thank no, you. Thank like, you. it's just very polite. And then he 
at one point, like, you know, that when he actually does the penis grab thing, and then Joey Ryan, like, sends him flying, Endo does, like, this handspring. He goes flying, but then he does a handspring off the ropes, does a flip backwards, and, and he's fine. That was, like, an awesome spot based off um, that stupid... Joey going, trying to do a moonsault was pretty funny, too. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah, I like that match a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. And so that the Jiro match was really good, too, though. The Jiro one was really good because they, they, like, fought each other with their jacket. Which is really funny too. And like they had, and, and so Joey Ryan kept pointing out like a door. I guess it looked, it looked to me like a storage door to, to like store like fucking supplies or something. And he kept saying, you know, who, who's tall enough for that door? Why is there a door there? And like uh, they couldn't figure out what the fuck he was trying to say. Yeah, none, there's no one in DDT right now. Well, at least ringside that knows English enough to kind of get when Joey speaks that much English. Yeah. Because what's his name? The the, the Chinese Rekka. guy from DNA? Yeah, Rekka. He knows a little bit. Yeah. But not it's enough not to... not like when Diego was there. And yeah, like really Diego was really helpful for that. Is Diego ever going to come back or is he just gone for good? I have no idea. Because you know he did this before. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm leaving. And then he came back with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish he would come back. I missed it. He shaved him. it off and he was Gonchulo when he left. Yeah. So I don't know if he's coming back. I'd like to see him come back, though. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have an English speaker around, too, I think, for all the English guys they bring. Like, an English and Japanese speaker, I mean. Um, and he speaks Spanish, too. Yeah, so he speaks, have, like... Yeah, three languages. He's very talented. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I don't... But as far as his, as his match, like, when they basically were trying... They finally figured it out. Once everybody finally figured it out, like, the crowd, like, figured it out at the same time. Like, everybody laughed at once. Went, oh! Mm-hmm. And then finally, they were like, they just were like, I don't, we don't know. Like, that was the answer. <laughs> they finally tell him, like, we don't know why there's a door there. So that was really funny. And, you know, they, they like, were attacking each other. With, like, he kept his jacket on because Jiro obviously keeps his jacket on. And it was just, it was really funny. So two two really funny comedy matches, I thought. That's two more than I expected to have going in. Way to go, Joey Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think Joey might have been the standout in the A block. Because wow. he, he wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. And I was entertained by some of the stuff he did and stuff he did. And it was nice to have that mix up because everyone else in this block, except for Masa Takanashi is like super serious. Like, I'm going to hear, I'm going to wrestle serious match. But Joey Ryan comes out and I'm not a huge fan of the whole touch my penis thing either. Not something I'm really into, but I was st- I still enjoyed the things that they did, and that I just loved that Indo match. It was so nice seeing him in that situation, and it's one of the reasons why I like Indo more than Takashita because I don't think Takashita is really good at doing these comedy matches. No, and he and, and sticks. Like, okay, so Takashita's idea of how how I'm going to make this match of Joy Ryan memorable is like we're going to climb up on a bunch of chairs for the fucking dick crowd spot, and I'm going to take his fucking giant flying bump. <laughs> like neck first out of these chairs, just like, dude, it's a comedy match. Yeah, what and are you then doing this Shimatani to get gloves, <laughs> thinking that's gonna stop Joey Ryan's dick power. She's like, and that was I. That was I think the that was the the craziest bump in this entire tournament because it's like, why are you taking a neck first bump into a bu- pile of chairs for a fucking comedy match? Yeah, but. I- you know, I I didn't think Joey was that bad, and he was. I didn't think he had like he's not the best wrestler. I don't think anyone will say that. Yeah. But he, 
like I said, I don't inoffensive is not the word I really want to use. <laughs> Jerry Ryan, but I didn't think he was terrible at all, and I definitely think he showed why DDT keep bringing him back. Well, he's over the live crowd. As long as, long as the live crowd keeps reacting to it, I understand why they keep bringing him back. He so. did have that sick match with Sasaki last year. And I think yeah. Sasaki said that was his favorite title defense, too. So, oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's Jerry Ryan. Not as bad as you would think. Uh, Jiro Ikemen Kushiro, another one, uh, a guest star here from Wrestle 1. He also had six points. Um, I had his highlight as the Metro Ishii on the January 11th, which I went four and a quarter on again. Um, you know, I, I think I already just, I just talked about it, but it was a crazy match. Really enjoyed it. And, you know, but pretty much a lot of Euro's matches were great. I mean, I went four and quarter on a Takashita match. Um, uh, let me see what else I had here. I know I, I had at least one more phase pretty highly. And, oh no, maybe that's it. But yeah, but the, the, the Ryan, Joey Ryan match we just talked about, I thought was really good. But yeah, he had a good tournament. Nothing that I would call bad and, you know, two four and a quarter matches. I thought it was Okay. <laughs> Uh, you liked him a lot more than I did. Uh, he was fair. he was kind of only here to pin Takashita. Yeah, I, I think that's why they booked him in the tournament, and that was his best match. I, I thought the match that they had together. You didn't like the Ishii match as much as I did, huh? Mm, no, I liked the Takashita match, but I don't find like the Joey Ryan match was memorable, but not for like oh, was it really like yeah, good like I don't know. It, you can't say it wasn't a good match either because what people like in a match depends on who they are. But yeah. it wasn't like a good match match, I guess if you could say it that way. Gotcha. But you know, I don't think Jiro was horrible or anything like that. I don't think anyone was. I said that already. Yeah. But I think he he's not the person I was most disappointed with in the block. He's next. Yeah. But um I was expecting a little bit more, especially since I am someone that watches Russell One a lot. And yeah. so I'm pretty familiar with him. I mean, there were some nights too. Like, I don't, I only just mentioned two. You know, out of out of the out of his six matches, I thought two were really good. One was the Joy Ryan match was funny, and the other three, I, I didn't, I didn't even consider memorable enough to put down on my little sheet of memorable matches here. So clearly, none of those three were that great. But, um, but I still thought those two matches were high end enough for me that I thought that was a pretty good tournament. Um, but yeah, the last guy seventh place was Masahiro Takanashi with two points. Uh, I think what you're getting at is that he had a pretty disappointing tournament, and I would agree, because the only match of his... I mean, my favorite match of his was only three and three quarters, which was the Endo match. That was the one match. I had, too. Yeah, I thought that was a really good match. Uh, the rest of his tournament was just kind of there for me. Um, but yeah, that had like a lot of really cool mat wrestling, a lot of really cool flash pins. I always like watching Masa, because I, I really like... I'm I'm a huge mark for flash pins, okay? So that's... I like Masa just for that, and he had one of my favorite matches of... Uh, of 2016 when he challenged Izami Kodaka for the, the King of DET title. So this is a guy I've enjoyed in the past, and I, I you know, I I just, I, I didn't dislike watching him or anything, but he never hit that next level for me. He, I think he worked a little too comedic-like in the tournament. Yeah. It was, like, too much of his whatever it is. I like to see him tone that down more and do a little bit more of the mat wrestling, because he's a great mat wrestler, and I love his splash pins, too. And I would like to see more than that more of that. And yeah. that's not really what we got. And I, I mean, I'm not disappointed that he only had two points. I kind of assumed that's what it was going to be anyway. That's kind of his role in DDT as it is. Yeah. So it it's not, oh, he lost all these matches. That That's not what I was disappointed with. It was his performances. I was like, I was expecting more. I would agree with that. 
Um, but yeah, that's the A block. Moving on now to the B block, and this is this is the block that to me was just kind of like there's two guys that dominated this block. When I went through it, like almost everyone's best match was one of these two people, except for. Except, and the thing the, is, it wasn't like the other people in the block were bad. Yeah, this block was just crazy good. This block was so stacked, but yeah, like but just all these matches. So obviously, Suji Sakawa won the block. He had ten points. You know, five and one, and I went with his only loss as my favorite match, which was. January 11th against Daisuke Sasaki, four and a half stars. This match was incredible. I mean, my favorite match of the tournament. I mean, my favorite match of the tournament as well. Like, so they, they both start wearing these damnation shirts, right? And like, Shuji Shikara like lays down for Daisuke. But then the thing say, is, okay, so the, this whole part, if the match would have ended right there, I still would have said it was incredible. <laughs> and then they went on after this part to work like one of the best matches I've seen that's not been a death match in a long time. I like that match this much. They they both start wearing those damnation shirts. They both take them off. Like after it becomes clear, Shuji's not going to lay down for him. So it's like this really cool little act of symbolism. And then Sasaki like punishes him by ramming his head into an exposed turnbuckle over and over again. It's like, you motherfucker, you won't lay down for me. Then you're going to take this, this turnbuckle to the head. And, you know, then Shuji like retaliates by trying to like murder Sasaki with his like chair set up on the outside. But then, you know, Suzuki kind of escapes and then he commands him to get inside the ring and Shuji, like, weirdly still listens to him and Daisuke, like, pays him back by kicking the bottom rope right in his dick. Which is, like, a little spot, I don't know if anybody would have noticed, but that was just such a cool little spot of, like, both both the, both dudes' characters, you know? And, like, that Shuji's the guy who's, oh, at the end of the day, is going to be loyal and listen to his boss and Daisuke's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to take this, I'm going to cut this quarter. I don't care with that. I don't care if this guy just listen to me. I'm just gonna kick this rope into his penis. But um, then, then, that, then you have that crazy fucking sunset flip powerbomb on the chairs on the floor. That was nuts. They did um, a lot of nutty things in that match. And then the three chair shots to the head in a row. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god! I thought then, they were gonna go to a draw. I was and like, then are, they, are they gonna go to a draw? Gigi like picked up the the like the fucking remnants of these chairs missing the the, the seat and like threw them at Sasuke on the top rope. That was so good. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, but was there must any watch other... match. The, the finish though. Match. So the finish to me was perfect. So Gigi puts Sasaki up for the Splash Mountain, and Sasaki like carries it into that Rana and just rolls him up and pins him. I thought it was such a perfect finish. Of yeah, Shuji has all the power in the world, but Daisuke Sasaki at the end of the day, he's the boss of Damnation for a reason. And he found a way to pin this man shoulders down to the mat. So I thought I thought it was perfect. Such a good match. Ugh. Yeah, I mean it's my current match of the year. So we'll see if that we'll see if that holds all the way. But that was. Uh... had a great tournament. Didn't have a bad match with really anyone. Uh, I mean, like I, just... I, I I had two other matches of four and a half. The the Bailey match. No, that, ma- that, that match was really good too. Yeah, which was a, a of just if you like big versus little. Like that is a match for you because ba- uh, Mike some Bailey. Some people like... were trying to compare it to another match Bailey had somewhere else, and I haven't seen that match, so I don't know how it would compare. I I don't remember the name. I don't watch much outside of Japanese wrestling. Me neither. So wrestling's uh, <laughs> masking. Is it was it as good as this match? Uh, I would probably say no. I mean, probably not. No. But uh, yeah, that Shuji and Spiegel match was really good. Yeah. And, and then the, the Higuchi match. And the Higuchi match, yep, on the left side. That was the other one I had a four and a half. Which, to me, like, I, I four and a half is the easy one to rate this one because 
It was just slightly below their 2016 title match for me, which I had at four and three quarters. But this was still a really good match. Like, yeah, when they got more. into it, they got into it. And then Shuji brought out those headbutts that he did on Kamatani. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, he's doing the Kamatani headbutts. It was pretty crazy. And then, you know, the only the only very minor complaint I had, I think was the same complaint you had, where Higuchi, like, got that forearm ass whipping by Ishikawa in the corner. And instead of, like, selling it, like, he was, like, picking at his tights. Yeah. And then, like, and then, and then, I was like, what are you doing? And then, like, it went just right sell in, for like two seconds, please. And then, it went right into like a suplex counter spot. It was like, well, <laughs> I really think he should have sold that a little more because it's like it wasn't like they had an exchange, it was just Shuji like murdering him in the corner with these fucking forearms. And he just kind of like gets up, picks his ass out of his tights, and just goes right into a suplex counter. It was like, okay, it w- but she could have sold that. Shuji's about the only person guilty of doing this. It's true. It's true, but I, I I wouldn't be a puro nerd if I didn't nitpick a little, even a match I really really liked. Yeah, and yeah. Then, there's one other thing I like to point out with Shuji, and uh, we'll talk about Big Japan after this, and that's that he's like a different character in Big Japan than he is in All Japan than he is in DDT. Yeah, and it's just so much fun because they make fun of his singing in DDT. They ask him, you know, if you win the tournament, you got to give us your money. They pick on this guy so much. And then you watch him in Big Japan, and he's, like, no-selling the shit out of Sekimoto. And yeah, Big Japan, he's a badass. Big Japan's just a badass. All Japan, he's kind of like a friendly giant. I don't know how to describe him. Like, he's All Japan's, like, the most baby face he is in any of the three promotions. But, um, you know, that Suwama team, obviously, they're going to be baby faces. But Big Japan, he's very... He just, you know, he's, he's what he is in Big Japan. He just no-sells everybody. And DDT, like you're saying, he's just kind of like this. He feels like he's abyss, you know, like he's a <laughs> monster you feel bad for. But um, how bad can you feel for him? He he only lost to one person. That is true too, though. Yeah, the other day he still kicked everybody's ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the he had an incredible tournament. Pretty much everybody, and you'll, you'll, his name is a couple few more times. So um, Higuchi, he my again his best match of the tournament, easily the Ishikawa match, four and a half. January 14th. Um, the only other one I'd, I'd even say that I put close was the Higuchi and Mike Bailey match, which I had at four and a quarter from January. Oh, God, what was it? Uh, oh, no. no. I'm sorry. The Higuchi and Taka- Soma Takao match. I had January 7th at four and a quarter. That was also yeah, really good. I would good. say Higuchi and Sasaki was pretty good, too, but yeah. I wouldn't put it anywhere close to his match with Shuji. Higuchi Bailey had a four stars. That was January 13th. But yeah, I mean, like, Higuchi had a, Higuchi had a good tournament from in, an in-ring standpoint. Like, he had a lot of good matches. Um, I don't know if he really, like, made an indelible impression on a on a casual fan base, you know? Like, okay, here's what I'd say about Higuchi. When I did this, I was surprised at how many good matches I had for him because they didn't make that a big enough impression for me to be like... Yes, he had a great tournament. Like, I did not know I had three matches and his four stars or better until I went back and did it because, like, it just, they didn't leave that kind of impression on me. So, unless I'm crazy, which I am, uh, I believe when we talked about DDT before, someone had asked us the question, you know, like, why isn't Higuchi more popular in DDT? Yeah. I think this tournament encompasses why. He's, it's not that he doesn't have good matches, he's just not a memorable guy. He's not. He, the problem is he's in a promotion where everybody is very colorful and he's very black and white. Yes. You know, he is. He, uh, he really needs to be in a unit. He has. He needs to be in a group. He's Shilo Kulo, right? That's black. Uh, Shilo Kulo. And, black and white. 
And I just think he needs to de- develop a little bit more of a personality. And he needs to start developing some feuds. I definitely think they're starting something with the Ishikawa stuff. But yeah. I like and I like to see him feud with Damnation, actually. Because you have Sasaki, who's small. You have Indo, who's a high flyer. And you have Shuji and Polly, who are big guys. And I think it offers a variety of things for Higuchi to do. So I'm not a big fan of All Out, but I think that's where they need to place him. Yeah, I'd agree. They just... I think if they're wanting him to be their next Ishikawa, they're going to have to start doing more than, oh, he finishes in the final of the New Year Tag Tournament. Oh, he almost beats Ishikawa. He didn't almost beat Ishikawa, but (laughs) he almost beats Ishikawa to uh, make it to the final of this tournament. They have to do more with him in between stuff because he's just not a memorable guy. And I really like him. I think he's actually really funny. If you follow him on Twitter and you see some of the stuff that they do with him, he's a funny guy. It's yeah. just they don't show that enough within DDT. And he, he had very good matches. You know, a lot of the time, like I said, three three different four-star plus matches here. But just, yeah, he needs to do a better job standing out in DDT. Where, like, this is, you know. We say it all the time. You can't, you can't just get by. the most important thing yeah. in DDT. You can't get by just on in-ring in DDT for the most part. Unless you're Takashita. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so. he's an exception. But, but yeah, I mean, he needs know. to do he needs to do a better job standing out with like charisma wise. Um, all right, Mike Bailey, he had six points. Here's a guy who did stand out because he just oh my god, a, did he ever stand such, out? Such a goofy fucking gimmick with that smiling bullshit, and like it, it's helped him a lot since he discovered that like in the middle of last year. But yeah, I mean, I had his best match as the Ishikawa match. I won five, but he had a lot of really good matches. Um, you know, Ishikawa Bailey four and a half. That was. You know, Ishikawa at one point gives him like a giant swing to the floor that was just fucking crazy. The only thing that, that stands out in my mind about the Ishikawa Bailey match is these girls in Shinjuku face just screaming in absolute fucking terror every time Shuji would like have Bailey in the corner and run to the corner. Like you have never, these girls were so fucking, they were scared for his life. It was like really, it was just something. <laughs> you can't even do it. Your voice is like, no. <laughs> um, but January 8th, I had so much Kyle and Bailey. I had that four stars. That was really good. Um, let's see. January 11th. Uh, that, oh, that's my other four and a half star match. Yukio Sakaguchi and Bailey. That was crazy because just all these like crazy strike exchanges the two of these, t- these two had. You know, I'm, I am a huge mark for like really good strike exchanges and they were like just beating the shit out of each other. Um, There's a really memorable, memorable spot where like, Yukio was on Mike Bailey's back in a, in, in a chokehold, and Bailey just gets a running start and just sends them both flying out of the ring with Yukio on his back through the ropes to the floor. That was crazy. Um, like Bailey just kind of hits a spin kick and just like falls on top of him for the near fall, which I thought was a really cool spot. But yeah, this is just, it felt like one of those matches just felt like a war, and the two of them just beat the fucking shit out of each other. So that was like a really, really good one. You know, up there with me for the, with the Ishikawa match. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just like a ton of really good matches. Sasaki too. Yeah, a great match for Sasaki, great match for Higuchi. Great match with everyone. Great. The the four and a quarter, yeah, four, that, that four and a quarter match on the 14th with Sasaki. Like, at one point, like, he goes up to the top and, like, misses a moonsault to the floor. And I guess he wipes out Mao, right? Was that, is that yes. how he wiped out? Uh, expect the two of them to tag once NWA is broken up. Yeah, they, they already teased out a bunch last year. Uh, they, they tagged a little bit. But, like, he missed that moonsault, and he just, like, leans over and goes, like, bro! And he sounds, like, so sad. And no, Sasaki, no. Sasaki, like, pounces on him and locks in that crossface on the floor. And I thought that was such a cool, like, 
character moment for the two of them. Um, but and then Bailey, when, when Bailey did like the Eddie finish during that match too, like it didn't get the DQ, but like it ends up letting him, you know, when he faced the face was so funny too. He was just like, I didn't do this. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, then he like rolls him up and playing possum and gets the advantage that way. That was really cool. But yeah, just an, another awesome match. But yeah, Mike Bailey, maybe the MVP of the entire tournament. It's like, it's close He's, to me. I, w- I have him as the MVP. I mean, it's like, really close to him and Ishikawa, but it's, you know. He just had great matchups with everyone, and I want to see him as the KOD champ. Yeah. I think I, he would be so good, and it would be so funny. Because Speedball has great matches, but they're like, he can have like a serious match, but then he has stuff like with Sasaki, where it's just, it's funny. Yeah. And he did this thing with Indo and the translation stuff that got that over on Twitter. I mean,. Amazing. There's a look on his face the entire time. I'm, I'm sure people in America are sad that he got banned from here, but... I'm I, happy. I'm from America, and I'm fucking happy. Well, I'm from America, too, but I think maybe the best thing for his in his entire career was that yeah. happening to him, because he is phenomenal in DDT. Yeah, He's so up. good, and Who I... Fuck, like, look, look, okay? Who, you know why I'd rather see him? I'd rather see him in DDT than do these fucking masturbatory matches in fucking PWG. Doing... And, uh, <laughs> I wanted to bring up one other thing, and that was something that Shuji Ishikawa said after his match with him. He's he, Shuji said, "I don't have matches with people like him a lot." So, yeah. and it was something different, and so I really enjoyed myself wrestling him. Yeah, and I think and it, that was that, something, that, came, that definitely came through. And I think that's something that came through with everyone in this tournament. Yeah. Speedball offers something that they don't get to see a lot of. They wrestle each other all the time, and so having someone different, and then not I mean. Not many people in DDT wrestle the way Speedball does. Yeah. Not at that high level, anyway. I definitely think Mao is going to be someone that sort of adapts the style that Speedball does. You can kind of see it if you watch DNA. Yeah. But there's no one else doing that. Yeah, Indo is a high flyer, but he doesn't throw those kicks that Speedball does. Yeah. So, Mike Bailey, very good tournament. I put him right up there with Suji as MVP, and you would just put him up there by himself. Um, the other guy tied in second. Another two guys tied in second. But first, Daisuke Sasaki, he had six points. Um, you know, I gave I, I I would give the Ishikawa match as his best match on January 11th, which I already talked a lot about. But um, but yeah, Sasaki, you know, I I feel like I put him over like every time I talk about the ET. He's just he had a really good tournament. He just he had a lot of good I think matches. He proved that he's a pretty great worker too. I think sometimes people don't think that he can wrestle because he does yeah. so much of the hardcore kind of stuff. But he's a great worker in his own right. He was trained yeah. by Dick Togo. He does so much stuff like Dick Togo, so he's pretty good. And uh, we I definitely talk, think his character, the character that he portrays, added a lot to matches too. Because all these people kind of like fucking hate him. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like this piece of fucking shit. Yeah, and then, I, mean, I, I told you right about the reaction I got from from Toruwashi when I went to the, yes. the beer garden show. <laughs> Owashi just looks at me and goes, oh, damnation shirt. <laughs> and like, uh, like, he just gave me a look like, you're, you're an asshole. We're in this shirt. Like, you're, you're a fucking foreigner and you come all the way here and you wear a damnation shirt. That's basically the reaction I got. I don't Owashi. think Sasaki's an asshole outside of... No, I don't think so either. I think, it's just, I think they're just playing the gimmick. But He's really good at it, though. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, outside, outside, of, the, outside of the shows, he's mostly just drunk. That's what yeah. I <laughs> They all are them. So I, I really, I next time I go, I have to find that fucking bar. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it last time. But 
I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking find it. <laughs> uh, I don't. It's, I think it's called like Knockout or something. They have like yeah. three bars. Yeah, the one I was thinking of was Dropkick. Dropkick. Thank you. That's like the big one, and then there's one I think that the Tokyo Joshi girls do. Yeah. And then there's one I and then there's like another one. There's like three gonna, of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna you're gonna help me find them. And I, we're gonna find. I want to go, go to Tokyo Joshi one too. So there, just go on DDT site. I think the links are right on the front page, and you just okay. click. Cow. But yeah, I couldn't find it. So I didn't try that hard though either because I was, <laughs> I was pretty sick. But you can get a keto to make you a, a frilly drink. I would love go. to. Um, but yeah, so so that's uh, that's Sasaki. He was. Yeah, we talked about like some of his best matches already, but he was. Yeah, and, and I talked about him on the year in show. I don't think there's much more I can say about him. Yeah, he's fucking fantastic. Um, Soma Takao, six points. He was the biggest surprise of the tournament to me. Like he's, I think he's a guy neither one of us really enjoyed that much. But I think ever, to me, he tur- he maybe turned a corner after the the Sasaki Extreme Paddle Challenge last year. I thought he was really good in that, and you know, I think he kind of carried it over here. Um, you know, the, the only the best matches I only had a four stars, which was uh. The the match of Mike Bailey on January eighth, but like he was very consistent. Like he was good in almost, he was at least good on almost every show. There was there was very very few shows where I didn't at least kind of enjoy him. So um, you know the, the the last show again with the Yukio Sakaguchi, I went like three and a half. They had some really fun strike exchanges and stuff. So you know some some just general good stuff from him. Yeah, and, I was shocked by by how good he was too. I was like, where where the hell did this come from? Because what's he's not he... someone that I'm a, a big fan of. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Who is this? <laughs> I'd like to see him mix up his look, though. I'm not a fan of the hair. I like the hair. I'm not against the hair. I'm, I mean, but... i just like to see him mix it up a little bit. But, yeah, the, that edge that he gained against Sasaki definitely came out in this tournament again. And that speedball match, I think that might have been speedball's actually best match of the tournament. Mm. I loved that match and i was shocked because it was with soma and i'm like i'm not a huge fan of his i find him really boring generally but man i thought he had a really good tournament so now it, he'll, he'll, he'll someone to look out for in the all japan tournament too yeah, that's, he, that's, yep that's exactly what i'm about to say if he can't we'll see if he can carry it forward into the all japan battle of junior glory just coming up next month um let me see i got the participants here because i'm kind of curious uh so yeah, so he's in the B, he's in the uh, he's in the A block actually, so with Atsushi Aoki, Shuji Kondo from Wrestle One. That's cool that he's gonna be in that. Uh, Yusuke Okada, cool that Okada getting to step up and you know be in that tournament. Uh, Atsushi Mariyama, who is a former uh, Tiger's Mask, I believe, who just signed a contract with All Japan at the start of the year, and Keiichi Sato. So my so, boy. So matches there, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, but I hope yeah. Sato beats Okada again. <laughs> those are those are two two cool little you know it's a cool little rival they got going already. Um, the B block, I just might as well just read it to be to complete this here. We have uh, Koji Iromoto who won it last year, Yohei Nakajima, Junior Champion Tajiri, Hikaru Sato who I don't care what the flagship says I love Hikaru Sato, and Guitar. You, you also love Sato, good. Yes, I, I'm looking at an autograph. Team Team Akaru, uh, Kotaro Suzuki, who I don't love. <laughs> like uh, he's okay. He was, he was good in Noah back in the day, but like yeah, I, I I just saw him, I think on the in the last All Japan show, uh, challenging Tajiri. It was not very good, but 
Um, I don't know. You just he, he never seems like he gives a shit anymore. But we'll see, I guess. Um, and then Minio Fujita from Chinko Chinko Pro. I don't even know what that is. What the hell is that? What uh, Chinko Pro is? Isn't that the? No, I'm not gonna say that. I'll talk to you about. I don't know if I want to say that on recording. It. I. I don't know if it's the one where it's like. I don't want to say gay wrestling because that sounds really mean. Mm. But it's the one where they have like the shows and they're meant for everyone. But then they have male only shows and they really cater more toward the LGBT crowd. I, I don't know. Okay. That... So Minio Fujita, by the I way. I don't know that's that promotion though. It might he... be, but I'm not sure. So I can tell you this right now. The Chinko Pro Kingdom of Dreams and Magic, November 20, 2017 at Shinkiba. Minio Fujita beat the great Sasuke in a match that went 50 minutes. That it, it, I think it is that promotion I'm talking okay. about. They're actually a really cool promotion. I'm not, I wasn't trying to disparage the promotion itself because yeah. they do a lot of outreach within the LGBT community in Japan. Okay, I'm just going to read the one, the one review on, <laughs> on the cage match for this. By a man named Poon Q. He wrote on December 25th. I guess it's I guess this show aired around then. Nothing says wrestling geek more than spending Christmas watching Great Sasuke and Minio Fujita doing 50 minutes of bullshit technical genitalia wrestling. Not sure how I felt about it, but considering it's crazy old Sasuke, I would probably have been disappointed had he not done something as stupid as this. So there you go. That's what Poon Q had to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's I would say if you're in Japan and you were interested in going to something really different, you should try to go to one of those shows. It's like, very different. Fuminari Abe was on the show too, losing to Yasu Arano in twelve and a half minutes. So Masashi Takeda was on this show. And he works those okay. shows all the time. Toshiki Iwaki defeated Katsuhiro Tamura and Masashi Takeda in fifty seconds. And then a lot of the shows that they don't run, I think the show that she said, Takeda is like a drag queen. Yeah. That's funny. So, like I said, it's it's a, they they strictly say it's promotion for everyone, and they really mean it. <laughs> and so, Chinko and they're not everybody. shy about being open. You know, I think that more so in Japan, people are still kind of shy about showing off who they are in terms of their sexuality. But yeah. this show was not like that, and that's why mm-hmm. I was. That's why I'm saying I'm so not. Many, it's not me disparaging the promotion. I actually love the promotion. Yeah, I've never seen them, so it'd be it'd be pretty cool. But yeah, so I'm gonna get, everybody, if you want to see from Chinko Pro Mini Ophigida, he'll be in the Junior Battle Glory this year. So there you go. I mean, the Junior Battle Glory last year was fucking awesome. So this is it'd be pretty cool to see if they can follow up on another really good one here. Um, but yeah, so that's the that's the. Oh, we still got some more people. What am I talking about? We have two uh, more people. I don't, know, I don't know how we ended up on. Oh, because Soma's in it. Duh. Yeah. Okay. They're <laughs> so tied for six. We had Akito with four points. What do you think of Akito Stormix? I know you normally like him a lot. I was a little disappointed, maybe. I thought he kind of. He was know, the fall guy of the group. Yeah. And I don't think it has anything to do with what he said on his blog. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Like, I think people thought that he was going to beat Soma, but Soma's in the All Japan tournament. Yeah. And. I mean, I, I went like you know, three and a half on that Soma match. I went, um. My my favorite match of the tournament was the was the match he had between Jisakawa on January eighth. I like the four... speedball match. Okay, well, I, I think you like that more than I did. But this, I just I gave that four stars. I had, it was very slow paced, but I thought the the limb work was really cool, and the, and Suji Sakawa's selling was really great. And that was also the match where Suji sang at the end, so should get bonus points for that. But yeah, I mean, like it was a 
But I mean, I I would say Akito had a bad tournament because, like you said, nobody had a bad one. But he's not a guy that stood out. I thought he stood out. I mean, a lot of people that tweeted me said that they were really excited to see him. Okay. So, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just because he's so freaking hot. <laughs> I don't know. But I know I hope he gets to do more in DDT because yeah. I definitely think he deserves it. He's really good. But I just think because of the circumstance of the circumstances of the block that he was in, he kind of became the fall guy for everyone. And like I said, I don't think it any, has anything to do with what he said. It was just kind of what it was. Yeah. Because they're they're going to push speedball with Mao. Sasaki is it's Sasaki, but he beats Sasaki. Soma is in the the junior tournament. They're trying to push Higuchi. No, I mean, like like hell he was going to beat Ishikawa. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. And you know, he beat Sakaguchi. So you know, it's just kind of it was what it was with yeah. him. So Yuki Sakaguchi also tied for the last four points. I thought he had a pretty good tournament. Um, you know, a lot of really cool striking base matches as you would expect for him. Um, I went with the Bailey matches, my favorite match. I gave that four and a half from the January 11th show. Um, you know, just some crazy strike exchanges. You know, the I, I actually I talked about the match when he, he did the running counter to the, to the floor, he did the choke. But yeah, he just. He had a lot of really cool matches. I like. Yeah, the, I like the, the Sasaki the, match. The Sasaki match, yep. The Soma match. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, just some really cool stuff here. The end. I, actually, you know what I? What about the? I like the Endo match. Oh wait, no, not Endo. No, he Endo, getting the Endo, block Endo. Who, who the hell am I thinking of then? The maybe maybe I'm thinking of the 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 Gucci match. Maybe that was the first one. Uh, okay, I don't know what I. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I just read the wrong name. But yeah, so so Yuki Asakaguchi, good tournament. I wanted him to win. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, he's he's never gonna get pushed that level. I feel like, but well, uh, Striga from the Eastern Lariat had sent me a tweet saying that he thought that this tournament showed that Sakaguchi can have another title run, and I would agree with that. I thought he had a really strong showing. I would have liked to see him win more, but I think it was kind of like Akito. It kind of it, it was what it was, given the positions that they are in the company now. They both sort of became the fall guy for everyone. Yeah. But I really wanted Yukio to win because I want to see Takashita versus Shuten Doji. That's something that DT haven't done yet. It's like one of the few things that they haven't done yet with Takashita. Yeah. And so I was kind of hoping like maybe Yukio wins and then we'll get Takashita feuding with these guys. And it doesn't look like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's uh that pretty much wraps it up. Really, really great tournament. If you're if you weren't watching. You know, I think you should definitely check it out. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great fucking show, a great fucking tournament th- throughout. And you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great way. Like we were talking about earlier, it's a great way to, it's a great way to check to check out GBT. Because if you're not, if you're not sure you're gonna like all the comedy stuff, at least you're just gonna get like a lot of, you know, serious matches. But, With a little bit of comedy stuff too, so you can be like, well, do I really like this? Do I not really yeah. like this? And there's, uh, you can watch the opening matches too, and you get a little bit more of the flavor of some of the things that DDT does, DDT does there as well. Yeah, the the last night I really liked that like that two count, a one count thing that was pretty funny. There was like a battle royal one of the nights that was really funny. Um, yeah, I like it was the, in Janu- January. Jan- it was in Osaka, January eighth. I like the rumble match that they had where yeah. uh, Dino was the ref. Yeah, and he spent so much time trying to protect Dueno. From losing the match, yeah, and then like uh, Yoshimura was in the match, and then Sakaguchi comes out and he tries to do, like a running kick, 
at Yoshimura, and then they both go flying over the top rope. Yeah. And then the Indo, the Indo spot was really funny because uh, Ueno uses like shoves Dino and Indo together, and they kiss, and then he like shoves Indo off the ropes to eliminate him. <laughs> there was just a lot of fun stuff in that match, but it might not be for everyone. A lot of Dino stuff is not for everyone. I'll say that much. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, speaking of serious good matches, I know you're 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 big on IGF new. I have that on in the background while while I'm recording. Like I, I have on Samurai a lot. I just happens to do it there airing the April fifth show. Did you remember the match Minoru Tanaka had with Manoa Man that went to like a twenty minute draw? It was pretty good. It was awesome. I just watched like even obviously I wasn't able to pay complete attention, but what I saw it was like fucking they, battle. They were like shit. my number three promotion, man. Yeah, I should. Trust I really. Me. I need to. I need to. I should have watched it, man. It was really. There's good. like only two shows. I mean, there's not that <laughs> much to watch. But yeah, so I, I apologize to everybody. Because before that, I saw Masakatsu Funaki like uh, in a really cool little five minute match. Yeah, this is this show is actually kind of awesome. <laughs> they should have <laughs> apparently. I should have watched it sooner. But what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, so let's talk about. I guess that that wraps up the. D- Anything else you want to say about the DDT League before we wrap it up? Uh, I already said it before. Easiest way for anyone new wanting to get into DDT to watch, you get a good taste of what everyone does. Uh, I'm a little really... shocked at the final. Yeah, me too. I was too. not expecting that. Uh, not expecting Harashima. Shuji, I mean, I tried to tell people Shuji was going to make the final. I mean, the guy just does not, not make finals. He doesn't really lose that much. So I'm not shocked that he was there. Dude, that one year, what did he do? He won the Strong Climb, the King of DDT, and something else in the same year, right? Was it was one? like, I think he won. He won the strong climb. Then he won the king of DDT. Then I think he won the champions carnival. Okay, so he won at the following year. I thought he won something else in 2016. Yeah, he won like three tournaments in a row. Yeah, but but yeah, it's like he just he wins a lot of tournaments. Everybody, he's very he's a strong. He wrestler. has a big D apparently. That's all yeah. I can say. Um, but I did want to bring you. I, someone asked me to do a show ranking before we did the show here. So let me just do it real quick. Um, and, and not that. You know, I think you should just watch them all in order, but in case you want to pick out the best ones. The January 11th show, I thought was clearly the best one. I just so much cool shit. Uh, that was the one with the Sasaki Ishikawa and Sakaguchi Bailey matches, which I both was had a Was that in half. Yokohama? January 11th, I believe, was in Yokohama, yes. That was my favorite show. Yeah, um, that was, yes, January 11th, Yokohama. Um, after that, I had the January 5th show from Shinjuku Face. Um, the very first show. Then I had the last show, January 14th at Shinkiba in third. Um, fourth, I had January 7th show, which was the first night in Osaka. Um, right after that, I had the January 13th show. Or uh, the January 8th show, sorry. Fifth, I had January 8th. So the two nights in Osaka back-to-back, January 7th, January 8th. And then the only two shows I would say I didn't really care as much for, the January 13th show, which was in, um, where the fuck was it? Shimizu. And then I had that as the weakest show I thought by far was Jerry Ted's show in Narima. So there you go. That was my that was my show ranking. Good tournament. Um, good good ass tournament. I agree. Uh, so let's do some more pure stuff here. We did get some mailbag questions, but before we get into that, you want to talk some big Japan pro wrestling? Yes, because I wasn't on the show, the year in show, because I have the memory of a goldfish. So I think me doing any kind of show like that would have been a really bad idea. <laughs> so I decided to sit it out. You let some other people that know, not know, I wouldn't say they know more than me. I'm, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but can remember more than me. 
to go ahead and talk about the year Big Japan had. I will say overall, I thought the first year, half of the year of Big Japan was dominated by the strong division. Second half of the year was dominated by the deathmatch division. And we'll kind of have to see how it goes for this year. That's my overall yeah. thoughts on Big Japan in 2017. Yeah. Um, well, not overall thoughts, because one of the shows we'll talk about was in 2017. <laughs> so, But yeah, so like, oh, you want to talk about December 30th? I didn't have that open. Yeah, I had just a couple of thoughts. Uh, I, the Sekimoto and Aoki match, I, I, saw, I saw a lot of people saying it was really good. I thought it was just okay. I was kind of expecting more. It was all right. Um, the Sato and uh, Kazuki Hashimoto match against Hideki and Nomura was really good. Uh, but I think that match shows that Takuya Nomura is probably not moving up to the strong division anytime soon because they really want to do that match against Kazuki Hashimoto in the junior division. So I think, you know, as much as I think Takuya would be amazing and you could argue he should probably be the champion. But I don't think they're going to be going that way yet. And I liked the uh, Okami versus Kawakami and Uto tag match. I had seen that you weren't that high on it. Yeah, I wasn't really that into it. I liked it. I thought Kawakami looked so good in that match. I was like, oh, yeah. It's my boy. I was so excited. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I definitely think I, I, what I got out of that match was I think Kawakami and Uto should be tag champs. Give those two guys something to do. Yeah, like, do something. But that's really the only notes I had on the Thurlia show. I would say if you're not like a really, really big, big Japan fan, you don't have to watch anything on that show. Yeah, I mean, Even though I, they had a junior title match, but the Death Rumble was kind of fun. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't dislike it or anything. I know some people. Well, I would really say do... this time of the year with so many shows coming out, if there was a show to skip, you can skip this one. Yeah, I it's mean, fun. for sure, for sure, this is a show. This, there's two shows you should absolutely skip to me. If you're going to skip anything, it's this and the December 26th uh, Dragon Gate Kobe show that's going to like air next week. It's like, it, it, That is a nothing show if you're not into Dragon Gate. It's like basically the like the fan appreciation show for the Kobe area, but like nothing of note happened there. So don't be fooled by it making tape after like a million years. Just just ignore that one. Um, but yeah, th- th- you could definitely skip the show, but I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Um, wasn't my favorite though. I, the January, I thought top to bottom, the January second Corkin was a lot better. Um, I haven't so- watched everything. I, I watched the, the, like the three matches I thought we needed to hit on because yeah. I knew we'd be talking about DET a lot. But so match, I match with- four though, I just, before we get into that, like just really quickly, I thought that was a really fun six man with Kamatani, uh, Kazuki Hashimoto and Uto against Ryoto Hama, Nakanoe and, uh, Taishi Takazawa from K-Dojo. So if people, like, you know, um, if you're trying to skip around the card, that'd be the one undercard match I'd say to watch. Because that was really fun. It was only 11 and a half minutes. Um, I really like Ta- Taishi Takazawa. Like, whenever he shows up. I don't watch a lot of Kai and Tai Dojo, so I don't really see him that He's often. He's a problematic favorite, as we like to say on Twitter.com. Oh, really? He's What did he do? Uh, he got caught taking upskirt pictures. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, yeah, there was a couple. This was years ago. Okay, well, so, but I I really like him. But it's like when you remember that, you're like, oh. Okay, mm-hmm. so I won't I won't I won't like say that out loud again because I I really had no idea, folks, that he was taking up skirt pictures. He's well, good. He's there a good is a rumor writer. that he was put up to take okay. pictures, so it's it's not entirely his fault. But yeah, he got arrested for it. I don't know if he was ever charged, but uh, he had to shave his head. Taka shaved his bangs off. That's like huge. And then he didn't wrestle for, I think, almost two years. He was like just sort of banished because of what mm-hmm. happened. And he's come back 
Um, but yeah, so that was uh that sorry was to it. be a downer, man, but you know, <laughs> gonna keep it real on the podcast. But the the last three matches, so start with that the tag, uh Daisuke Sakimoto and Hideki Suzuki against Twin Towers. This is this is the first time Twin Towers teamed up in in a long time, right? Like I don't it's remember. It's been a while. Uh Shuji has kind of put Big Japan on the background, which I don't blame him. I think he's kind of done everything you can in there. Yeah. I mean, what else, what more can he do in Big Japan? I'm gonna look it up real quick because I'm curious. But yeah, Shuji Shikawa and Kohei Sato. Um this is a really, really fun tag sprint, I thought. It only went like 10, 10 minutes to 19 seconds. Uh Sato got the win on Sekimoto with a pile driver. Um, which is the only result I thought was going to happen because I, I think they didn't want Suzuki get pinned again. Obviously, Shuji Shikawa wasn't going to take the pin. Shuji doesn't take pins. Shuji doesn't take pins really Except ever. And Koe, Koe Sato, by the way, does not take pins either that often. No. You, yeah. th- there is a joke. People under 30, they don't get to pin those two guys. I think so, the only so- person that's pinned them recently was Kinto Miyahara pinned Shuji Shikawa, and that's been so- about it. So I looked this up on Cage Match. Um, they had teamed together on J- September second in a six man where they teamed with Second Moto. I don't even think that made tape. It was like in uh, the Surumi District Cultural Center. It might have made tape. It but... might be on Big Japan yeah. Court. It might not. But I before that, the last high profile teaming they had was uh, May twenty fifth at a Korokin. It was again a six man tag. The last straight up tag match they had before this was exactly one year ago. It was January second, twenty seventeen, when they lost the. Big Japan tag titles to Sekimoto and Okabayashi. So they went one full year without a two versus two tag match together. So there you go. A very, very rare appearance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Shuji so, doesn't really work there anymore. Yeah, he works like only a handful of matches. Like, I mean, I can tell you exactly how many he worked in 2017. Let's see. So I'm curious. He did seven matches. Yeah, not, not very many. Well, I mean, he, when... did, he did 16 for DDT, so he did more than double. So yeah, he really focused on all Japan last year. Yeah, all Japan did 101. So there you go. But um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's already done seven in DDT, so he's already done as many in DDT just from this thing. You could probably did. add it to nine because he'll be working the Korokin show and he's working Judgment. Yeah, so yeah. nine. I hope we see him more in DDT this year, but you never know, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to this match. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, Hideki Suzuki, look. I really hate the, the discourse around Hideki because, like, some of it has always comes off like people think like Hideki's working his, the style he wants. He works because that's all he can do. When it's clear that's what he wants to do, and he showed in this match like he can do a pure attack sprint like as good as anybody. I mean, like he was in there fucking throwing suplexes like crazy. You know, he had the he's kind of freaky athletic for us. Yeah. He had like a sick ass German. He threw an exploder at one point, and then he had, I think, one of the best belly to belly suplexes I've ever seen in this match. Um, it was just, just, he was fantastic here. Like, pe- people who hate Hideki have only seen his like big singles matches need to watch like this kind of match and see yeah, him. I do. think the thing that hurt Hideki a lot in his title reign was that he was working against pretty inexperienced, not, I wouldn't say inexperienced, but they don't have the maturity that people like Shuji Shikawa and Kohei Sato and Daisuke Sakamoto have. So yeah. when, when you see him in this match like this, you're like, whoa, Hideki Suzuki's fucking awesome. Well, yeah. he's always been awesome. It's just he was working against guys that aren't at that experience level yet. I liked a lot of his title matches, though. So I mean, I did too. But I think for a lot of people, I think they put a lot of the blame on him. Oh, his style is boring. It was this and it was that. And for me, it's more like, well, 
Kamatani and Daichi just don't have that much experience yet. Especially working that kind of style either. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I really liked the Kawakami match a lot of people hated. I really liked the first uh, the, the first Kamatani match. I actually liked um, all of the Kamatani matches. I thought the only one I didn't like was the last one. That he had. Yeah, I liked all the second one matches. Um, and and the, the fucking Yuji Kobayashi match was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, all whatever. I shouldn't, they shouldn't have to turn to the Hideki Suzuki debate every week. But, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get the, I guess I get the hate for him if you just don't like that style, but I love Hideki. And people who don't like him should still watch this match because he was great in it. And it's not, he didn't, I wouldn't say he didn't do this, what he typically does, because he did, but it was just, it's just different. Like I said, when you work against guys that are more experienced, it's just different. And it was much more fast paced too, just the nature of the match. Um, the semi-main was Daichi Hashimoto making his first defense against Ryuchi Kawakami. Um, <laughs> Daichi won it in 1759 with the, the uh, Sak- sorry, the triangle choke. Um, yeah, I don't know. This match is a weird one. I went three and three quarters on it. I thought it started out slow and it really picked up towards the end, but then by the time it was like finally felt like it was getting going, they went right to the finish. And Has Daichi's triangle choke always been that bad or was it just... Like I just thought it was a really bad looking triangle choke. I don't know. I I honestly really didn't like the match that much. Okay, so I you, I liked it more than you did even. But um, like, but yeah, I mean, I thought I it was just good. felt like they didn't even really wrestle at some points. It was just like I'm gonna, and I don't I don't mind that I'm gonna hit you and you're gonna hit me thing. But I felt like it went on for so long in this match. But that's what I expected with them, though. And then know. when they finally got to the point where they started wrestling, I really liked it. I was getting into it, and then Daichi yeah. just fucking chokes Kamakami me out and i'm like what the hell <laughs> i know that that was, well that was the same reaction i had too like it was really getting going and then it went right to the choke out i thought i, I just the fact that i thought daichi's trying to choke looks really bad like didn't really help either and i don't, I don't know if it normally does or if it, i just you know i just the first time I'm i will really say i was time. happy that cork and hall was into it because they I, were really into it right i, I was, was and they weren't just into daichi either there yeah. were a lot of people cheering for kawakami too Kawakami to me, I, I don't know. I don't know what they can do with him. It's hard. You obviously can tell about how it's hard being. It's hard out here for a Kawakami fan. And I like him too. And I wish. I don't know. I mean, like, Big Japan's a promotion where like it doesn't always have like established faces and heels, so it's hard. But like, I feel like he would be a great like heel champion. Like, I think he has this weird like charisma he has, to him. He should be a heel champion because he has. I don't think personally, like within the company, he has like a chip on his shoulder. But I think just everything that they've done to him in the company. Yeah. Like you could totally use that as a character as like having the biggest chip in the world on your shoulder. Like you fucked me over for the other Ishikawa. You fucked me over for Okabayashi. You fucked me over for Daichi. I mean, you fucked me over for Kamatani. It's like all this stuff has happened to them and they have like this great story sitting there with them and they're not doing it. And I understand why Daichi Hashimoto is champion. And I love Daichi. I love the kid. But it, I'm just, just as a Kawakami fan, it's just the same thing over and over and over and over again. And you're kind of like, man, how much more can you beat him? Yeah. It just, it just disappoints me because now that Kazuki's not in that division anymore, I can say this wholeheartedly. Kawakami is my favorite person in that division. I think he has a lot of stuff that those other people don't, especially the younger guys. And like I said, I get why Daichi's the champion, and I don't fault Big Japan for putting the belt on him, but 
I just like why did it have to be Kawakami again? That was that's my thing. Like why do they like you couldn't have done anyone else? Like you have Hama there, you have Nakanone there. I mean, you could have done Sekimoto. And Kawakami just lost to Hideki not that long ago. And you're gonna have him lose again? Yeah, I mean I, I really would like to really would like to see them hold off on it. I totally agree. And you know, it's just hard out here being a Kawakami fan, man. Like, <laughs> it's just years of this. It's not like w- last year. No, no, no. It was not just last year. We had years of this. Even before his knee injury, they were doing this to him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. <sighs> but it's okay. I still like him. Although the stuff in Basara, I can't watch. It's just like <laughs> too much of a shock for me. And then his English is like so good. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he follows me, and I'm like, can he? Like, does he read the shit I tweet? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god! He has this like, he has this re- just that that famous quote where it's like to explain why he turned on uh, Izami Kadaki. He's like, my girlfriend is Ariana Grande, baby, <laughs> and that's his whole explanation. And he says it in like almost perfect English, and I'm like, oh <laughs> no, oh no! It's like his English might be pretty good. Look out. Um. But yeah, but yeah. I, I just I would have liked to seen more like wrestling wrestling in the match. No, I feel you. I just I figured going in with these two was gonna be the two of them beating the shit out of each other in this pretty It was better game. than I was expecting though. I was yeah. expecting like a train wreck. And I was expecting yeah. Corrigan to not really be into it, them just kind of sitting there on their hands, and that didn't happen. They were really into this match. Yeah, you were you were basically expecting Kamatani to have a match, is what you're saying. Unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> I love Kamatani, but man. The crowd did not, Corkin did not give a shit about his title defenses. But yeah, the main event though, the deathmatch, heavyweight title, the spike board, fluorescent lights, cage deathmatch, Masashi Takeda making his fourth successful defense against uh, Takumi Sukamoto from Basara. I thought this was awesome. Um, I went four and a quarter on it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, they, They fucking killed each other in this match, and afterwards they shook hands and said they want to go for the tag belt together. Where they are in defaultless junkies together. That's so. true. With uh, with, with what with uh, uh, Mazawa? Yes. Is that it? It's just a three. They are the right? crazy lovers. That's their team name. Okay, that's awesome. It's a great and team. Name. The madness of love is the name of the tag title match on the next show. So, yeah, I thought this match was really good too. I was a huge fan of it. Uh, not as good as the Death Vegas match. I would never say it was as good as that. But uh, Sukamoto was in Big Japan at one point. I don't know how many people know that, but he was definitely a part of the company. And so I kind of wonder if he was still with Big Japan, if he would be the champion right now. Yeah. But this was a really good match. They did a lot of six spots. Masashi Takeda is insane. And I really liked how they had the light tubes wrapped up in the triangles. And then they put in, and then they hung them on the ropes. It led to some pretty great visuals like just seeing more of the glass flying and stuff i thought that was really cool i like that that was just like a little thing it's like yeah. whoa i like that they should like do that for every match but takumi was gushing all over takeda was gushing all over you had so many guys around the ringside because the show was sold out like trying to protect people from the glass flying on them just a crazy good match takeda is insane you could argue he's like the best wrestler in Japan right now, and I would say sure. Yeah. You're right. He's Absolutely. I, but, love, uh, I love I love me some Masashi Takeda. 
I'm just so glad that he's finally getting a run with this belt because this was what I thought he could do all along, and he's just he's killing it. So he good. He's killing it. I mean, I he should be champion probably like all year. I say give him every belt in Big Japan. He's small <laughs> enough to be a junior. You can give him that belt too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's that Big Japan show. Of the t- of the two, definitely like the January 2nd show a lot better. So check that one out if you have time. Um, quickly, I know you haven't seen All Japan yet. I just wanted to talk about the, the Triple Crown title match. It was Joe Doring and Zeus. I went four and a quarter on that. That was in the January 2nd Corican. Um you know, just definitely check that out. It was a, it was a I've lot of seen the show me how strong you are. No, no, no. It's show me, show me power, motherfucker. <laughs> no, 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 no. What is it? Uh, what the? I, I have the quote on my Twitter. It's like, motherfucker, show me power, or oh, come on, motherfucker, show me power. I think that's the actual quote. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and like, Joe Doring is really good. He's a throwback gaijin worker. He just walks right at him and like and says that with his hand up. He's like, come on, motherfucker, show me power. There it is. Yeah, I'm going to watch the show tomorrow, probably. I'm going to yeah. be iced in where I live. I live in the South, so a lot of ice and everything. Won't be able to go anywhere. So I'm planning on watching All Japan. I think the other show is making tape tomorrow, yeah. too. All Japan, yep, the January 3rd show should be making tape on Gaiora. I know for sure this week. I can look, I can tell you that in a second, too, actually. But yeah, so this that match is really, really good. I know a lot of people went even higher than I did. It was a great power battle. And, you know, definitely check that one out. The rest of the show, kind of just there. Um, junior title match, Jujuri and Katara Suzuki. Wasn't that into it. Um, the the six-man hyping up the tag title match is pretty good, but, you know, it was like eight, eight and a half minutes. Um, the New Year Battle Royal was funny, and Kai won it to set up his his uh, his title challenge, which that could be really, really good. I mean, Joe Kai's an underrated worker. Yeah, Kai is fucking amazing at selling, especially. So... Like, Kai selling for Joe Doring, I'm fucking here for it. That could be really awesome. Um, but yeah, the, you're right. The All Japan January 3rd quirk, and it makes tape tomorrow, January 16th in Japan. Um, that's that's part of the next week's big schedule, where we have the Noah show is making tape on Samurai tomorrow. Uh, Russell 1, January 8th quirk, is making tape on the 21st on Gayora. I would say if you don't want to watch that Russell 1 show, you don't have to. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna watch it, but <laughs> I'll watch Dragon it too. Gate. But not a show of big notes. But frankly. Dragon Gate, January 14th in Osaka. That's gonna air on January 22nd on Gayard too. But yeah, um, another big air date week. But yeah, so that was kind of the idea. Basically, a lot of stuff was making there, and I watched a ton of Puro, so I wanted to talk about it here with somebody else who also watched a lot of it. And the last thing we can talk about real quick is Zero One. Um, that January 1st Corkin that they their, their annual. Uh, New Year's show, you know, that made tape on January 9th on Samurai. Um, it was a good show, I guess. It was, uh, the main event I thought was really good. Yeah, I like um, the main event too. Finally, Obata did it. Um, so that was, Yusuke. I, I got a lot of hate on Twitter for liking this match. Like, one guy in particular got, was like, Obata sucks. But, like, look, I, I, I'm not saying I think the guy's the greatest wrestler of all time or anything, but I thought this was a really good match. And, you know, Yusaka Obata defeating Masato Tanaka, in 2354, the diving double knee drop to become the 22nd champion. Um, yeah, I would also say check out the tag team title match from that show. It was really, really good. Yeah, uh, was Masamune show. and Sugi yeah. against Hidaka and Sugawara. So that's the junior tag title matchup. And, and Sugi, really just, good. Sugi just announced he signed with them. Yep. That's cool. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say... Um, we've seen sort of the resurgence of All Japan, and we're starting to see the resurgence of Noah. And Zero, 
and seeing zero one as kind of struggling, it, it's a little heartbreaking. I'm not someone that likes to root for promotions to fail. Yeah. So to see them have these new trainees come in and they signed another guy. He was um he did the Russell One school and he had stated when he's at that school that he really wanted to to go with Zero One and uh <laughs> that was funny. But... And the Russell One uh, actually helped him facilitate that move. So yeah. it's nice to see them sort of starting to build a little momentum. Hopefully it'll um lead to more attendance records. Not yeah. records, but more than 600 people or whatever going to their show. Well, yeah. they think they had 800 at this show, so that's actually a big improvement for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as far as the match, though, the main event, I thought, you know, uh, the, the criticism I heard was that it was very, you know, people said it was overkill or whatever, but, like, I thought for the, the context, like, this is basically their biggest title match of the year, you know? Like, this is their, this is basically, I don't want to call it their WrestleMania, but, like, this is the biggest match they could run. Right with with two of their own guys is that that's pretty clear to me, and you know they built it up for a long time with Obata on, on the chase. So I thought the epic scale worked for the match. Like you know Obata did like that crazy dive off the top of the hurricane like entryway. Like, I've watched this show on like almost two times speed. Well, this match in particular, I certainly did. And so Obata like pretty much ran to get the table in the back of Korg, and then like ran back, and that was like absolutely funny. Yeah. With as fast as it was, but the ma- I thought the match was really good, actually. Yeah, I mean, I went four and a and half, and I had overkill. I mean, Obata got Obata's gotten overkilled so much in this company. Why wouldn't it take a little <laughs> overkill for him to beat Masato Tanaka? Yeah, I mean, I thought the match was really good, but people people hate on Obata, and I I I think he's fine. You know, he's not one of my favorites or anything, but I think he's totally okay. I'm and... just happy that he he finally won. Finally, yeah. And he's gonna get the um he's gonna get the next title shot or he's gonna get the next title shot to Yuko Miyamoto, so it's also gonna be for the expl- that explosion title he has, the Bakuhao title, so uh, it'll be a double title match. Yuko Miyamoto, we were talking about this before the show. He's challenging for like every fucking title. I mean, he just won the GT Extreme title. He's challenging for this zero one title that still says AWA on it, unfortunately. Um, and pretty soon he's challenging for the Noah GHC title too. I think right, isn't that? He has kids to feed. Yeah, he's counting for every fucking title under the sun. (laughs) I mean, I love Yuko Miyamoto, so I have no problem. It's just really weird that, like, all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to challenge for everything. Like, of all people in the world, you're like, Yuko Miyamoto? Like, where is this coming from? He's like the hot guy right now. There's I'm not saying one... it's a bad thing. I love there's, Miyamoto. I think there's he's always that. A... There's that one guy in the Indies every year that like gets really hot and suddenly is challenging <laughs> for everything. And let's face it, Noah is on the Indies. At this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, this is a really good, really good show. From for especially when you consider where Zero One is at. So thumbs up for Zero One. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything we said we we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, I think we got a few questions on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, so let's get into these questions here. Uh, I did get a bunch of questions. Let's see. Well, let's, um, we did kind of... My buddy uh, at TXNZ, she said, "Where do you, who do you guys think the standouts and the worst disappointing were during the Grand Prix? We kind of answered that already. I mean... Yeah, that's like... That yeah. was like most of the show. Um, Geo that were born at G-O-K-O-H... Um, which DNA guy has the biggest chance to shine in 2018? It's a good question. Mao. I, I, yeah, if you consider Mao but DNA guy. If, Yoshimura too, though, I think. I would say just within DNA itself, it's going to be Kota Umeda. 
Mm. But outside of that, because Umeda hasn't worked any shows on this tour, he's coming off an ACL injury. That's why yeah. I think it's a very good idea to let him just sort of work DNA for now. Yeah. But I just think Mao is like the next big thing for this company. He's so good. He's so cute. He's so young. They seem to be really high on him. The fans really like him. So I would definitely say it's Mao. Mao is Mao is going to be a really big deal. I would definitely agree. Um, and he's he's a he's kind of a tall guy too for DDT. Which yes. I'm sure won't won't hurt either. He can uh, be the babyface high flyer that they sort of wanted Indo to be. Which yeah, Indo should be the babyface high flyer, but we'll just leave it at that. Um, Mark at Dreamiest Boat. Assuming a BJW question here. Assuming Kazuki Hashimoto's win the junior belt, who do you want to see challenge? BJW or outsider? Doesn't matter which. I mean, I'll do the outsider one. I would love to see. I don't know if all Japan would agree to this, but I would love to see Iwamoto come in and challenge. I feel like they wouldn't. They wouldn't let us do that. But if we're just asking, what would I want to see? I'd love to see Iwamoto. Well, for the outsider pick, it's someone that's actually working the next Korokan Hall show, Funori Abe. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one too. And yeah. then within Big Japan, I mean, he he's not signed with Big Japan, but I'd like to see Takeda. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, Takeda. I was a little disappointed Takeda wasn't in the junior battle glory because he's, his non-death match stuff is almost as good as death match stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, he was in the junior title form. He was awesome. Uh, Lucas at Tokugawa Heavy. Will Zeus ever win the Triple Crown? Uh, I don't know. I would I mean, say yes, but just as sort of a transitional champion. For yeah. I think, to win it. I think that's the best you can hope for with him because it's not, it's not anything against him. I mean, he's made a, gr- a lot of really great steps as an in-ring wrestler, but I just don't think they see him as, like, the carry-the-company level, you know? So, Which I actually think is fair. I, I agree. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, I have to scroll past a lot here. People just tweeting at me. I think there's at least one more here. Okay, uh, here's a good one from our buddy... Uh, at twitter.com. I never know how to pronounce his fucking Twitter name. <laughs> what is Mike Bailey's ceiling in DDT? Since he's K-O-T-T-M. awesome. Yes, and I personally love him, but it feels like he would never be a full-time star type. No, I don't see... I disagree. I disagree. I would, yeah, I think he could be... A, I, think I, if, I think if they would tell him, we're, we want to put the belt on you, he would devote himself. He would yeah. not work those other dates, and he would work DDT. I think Mike Bailey could, is, is, could be... I think he could be like the next foreign champ. I totally agree. Yeah. So that's basically it for the questions. Um, some good questions. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you if you wrote in. Um, before we wrap it up, I want to just plug next week. As I kind of teased earlier with basically my theme right now these two weeks is just all the, the crazy amount of Japanese wrestling we have uh, on the schedule here. You know, These are two weeks for a lot of Japanese wrestling makes tape. So next week, it's going to be a similar theme, like a Japanese wrestling grab bag. And you know, I'm going to have on... My buddy Taylor from the Worst Wrestling site. He was on the the trip with me last year, and he'll be on next week to help me discuss some more Japanese wrestling shows. Probably focusing on the Noah, uh, the Noah show, the All Japan January third show, Wrestle One, everything else we could want to talk about. Drag probably even to Dragon Gate. We'll even get some Dragon Gate talk in Omakase for I think the first time ever. So because Taylor's a big Dragon Gate fan, so that'll be next week. Or stick with Puro, stick with the maybe we'll even talk Fantastic Mania. I don't know. I don't really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it, so I might as well talk about it. But yeah, that'll be next week. Um, but that's for this week. Jesse, thank you for coming on with me again. 
Thank you for having me. You never want to plug your Twitter, but I want you to plug your Twitter because I like your Twitter and other people should be able to follow your Twitter. So you can follow me on Twitter at Koji. It's K-0-J and three eyes, I think. Three eyes. No, 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 it's four eyes. Oh, it's four. Four. I'm looking at it right now. It's definitely four four eyes. Well, I wear glasses. Four eyes. Yeah. So, uh, and I am the pin. Oh, wait, no, is it? I can't actually, you know what? I can't fucking tell. Let's see. I think it's three. I think it is three. Yeah. I think I saw the J. You know, I have a great Twitter name when I can't even remember how many (laughs) eyes I have on the end. But uh, it is uh, three. If you manage to find me on Twitter, I have a pinned tweet at the top, and it's a link to a Discord that you can join where people discuss Japanese wrestling, be it female or male, and various other things. Anyone can join. I don't go in there a lot. You can talk shit about me and I probably will never see it. So it's okay. I, never, I, never, I used to go in there a lot. I never remember to go in there now, but I'll, I'll try to start again. So again. you can go in there and you can check that out. And uh, I want to give a plug to the dramatic, uh, not dramatic DDT. I wanted to give a plug to the great fan site and I've totally screwed that Isn't up. It, it's dramatic DDT that WordPress. It is dramatic DDT. Okay. Oh, wow. I want to okay. give a shout out to that site dramaticddt.wordpress.com i would not be a ddt fan without that site yeah, uh, they do the post-match translations they for all of the promotions that ddt run they do post-match translations they post dates it's just the resource if you are a fan of ddt definitely go and check them out yeah, i met the dude who ran it because he was on the same trip <laughs> the alan trip uh two years ago and really nice dude so you know, a uh, guy by the name of Jamie out of Ireland. Thank so, you, Jamie. You yeah, have you. made so many people DDT fans through your Thank site. you, Jamie. And we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, as far as dramatic DDT goes, I, I, it's, it is a, it's a resource. And I, I feel like, I, don't, I wonder what his web traffic is like. Because I feel like if you, you know, you've been on Twitter a long time. The amount of people in English tweeting about this has gone up in the last, like, you know, three years or whatever. So I don't know. Oh, and if, if you you might want to check out DDT Universe. It's yeah, we did somehow video on demand it. service. It presents live broadcasts as well as archived shows throughout its history and many yeah. spinoffs. DDTUniverse.com, folks, if you want to watch all the stuff we talked about. You get a month for free when you sign up. It's like 900 yen. So it's really there are a lot of live shows from various promotions like Basara, yeah. DDT, Tokyo Joshi Pro, uh, DNA. D- DNA, Gambale <laughs> Wrestling, which Kenoka. I, I never, I never remember. To, I love Kenoka. I never remember to watch Gambari, but it's one of those ones that I would say. Uh, DDT Universe is maybe the best out of all. Like, of like the... for for the value for your money, it's great because you get like if you want to watch Joshi, you can watch Joshi. If you want to watch fucking pure comedy, you can just turn to the Gambare. Like it's just it's just really crazy. And I haven't had any problems with their service. I yeah. haven't either. And let me give people a tip at home, by the way. If you want an easy way to watch it on your TV, it works really well with the the Firefox app on on the um on, on Amazon Fire Stick. If anybody has a Fire Stick, or and if you don't, it's like thirty dollars, not that expensive. So the Fire Stick, just go to the Firefox app and the the web browser. You know, just put in dtuniverse.com, log in, and the, the 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 web player on there works perfect. I think with the with the um the fire you know just you can go full screen it just it's like you're watching on tv 
Don't and I will say, well. if you happen to be up when the next Clark and Hall show airs, yeah, I think it is live for free on DDT Universe. Just the free, the live broadcast is free. Yeah. So if you want to check out the player and see how it works before you sign up, you can check it out then. Usually their big DDT, their big Clark and Hall shows air for free now because they're on Amoeba TV in Japan. Yeah. And Which, Amoeba TV is free, right? Because I was talking about this the other day well, with somebody. We have to talk really quietly, okay? You need a VPN. Well, yeah, I know. Watch that. it outside of. But like, China. but I'm saying, if you if you lived in Japan, you, I don't know anything about that. I think Amoeba's free because someone yeah, was asking me it's about. It's free it. in Japan. Yeah, it's yeah. free in Japan. So it's like a. It's basically Which is why like they kind of have to put the show free on Universe to. Yeah. There. Um, but it, it's a very you know, what else? What do you get on Amoeba? I don't even know. Ever? Oh my God! They they do. Uh, K1, they have sumo, they have MMA stuff, they have DDT. They're uh, the Amoeba people own DDT now, so yeah, well, that I know. And they have music stuff, they have regular TV shows, they're like a really big media player in Japan. So, so because because we, I was talking about this with um, oh god, I think like Brandon Thurston or somebody who <laughs> was asking me about how the Japanese TV scene works and why over the top hasn't caught on. And I think a big part of it is like. You're, they're not used to paying for for television, like okay. When you look at it like this, America has this long ass history of cable, right? Mm-hmm. Like cable had this huge penetration in America. You know, eighty ninety percent of the country, you know, had cable. Um, you know, so a lot of the countries used to paying for television. So paying for cable and then paying for like a Netflix or a WWE network or whatever, it's not that different, right? You're still paying for television. It's not. It's just. It's not that big of a difference. Whereas Japan, like. They never had cable. They just had satellite, and satellite was always a very niche thing there. Like I think I've read that it only met, it only reached like ten to fifteen percent of the country in penetra- penetration. So they don't have like huge swaths of the country, huge majorities of the country have never paid for TV like that. Like they just watch broadcast and that's it for free, right? So that's basically how I look at it. Is like they're not used to paying for TV. So something like a Bema where they don't have to pay, where it's just free and ad supported. That's much more likely to catch on there because it's, you know. And they have an app and you can watch it on your phone and all yeah. that kind of stuff too. But like if you pay, you're just watching it for free and you're, it's ad supported, that's totally different than, than having to pay for um, having to pay for an over the top. I think they air New Japan stuff on there too. Yeah, I'm looking at it. They have a Beam of News. They have a lot of special shows. They have a lot of stuff. They have K-pop, a whole K-pop channel, MTV channel, documentary channel, anime. No, nostalgic anime, new anime. Um, yeah, the fighting channel looks like it has like all sorts of stuff. Like there's a specific fighting channel. It looks like that's almost similar to, like Samurai. Where they have some New Japan. They have DDT. They have a lot of stuff. It's really cool. But yeah, I'm just looking at this, and it's pretty... they have UFC on there. I think you said that uh-huh. actually. But yeah, so they have all sorts of stuff on there. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of like it's it's that has a better chance of catching on in Japan, where they're not used to, and I think it is catching on. From what I understand, it's only been around since like 2015, but like people who are not used to paying for TV, basically. So, um, anyway, we kind of end up off topic here, and all <laughs> I was trying to do was wrap up the show, but um, but yeah, so DDT, watch it for free, on DDT Universe, and you know, definitely check it out because it's a good time. Sound good? You, you're DT, speaking to the choir here. DTUniverse.com. I know. I mean, my number one promotion for 2017 is we went over. You, I don't know why you wouldn't watch it, honestly. It's so good. 
So, um, but yeah, that's CDT. Um, that's the show, everyone. That's the show. <laughs> uh, we already plugged your Twitter. I'll plug my Twitter, I guess. It's at Touche Shoe in LA. I don't want to tell you how to spell it. Just, just try to guess. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, though, at Wrestle Omikaze, not wrestling, Wrestle Omikaze. Um, you know, obviously get notified whenever we're doing shows. Get notified when we're doing, if you want to give questions to future shows, you'll get notified when we're taking questions. Um, and then obviously you can follow us on iTunes and all that stuff. We have not just on the Voice of Wrestling feed, we have our own feed, Wrestling Omikaze. So check us out. Folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for starting your 2018 with us. It's hopefully it's going to be another another great year here. And Jesse, with your appearance, you you've qualified for another year of the Wrestling Omikaze ballot. Hell yeah, I'm Murakami again. <laughs> so I'm sure you're very excited about that. I promise um, I won't say Wrestle Kingdom 12 was the worst show of the year. <laughs> oh, so you were the one who voted 11 the worst show? I couldn't remember if it was you or Connor, honestly. Because okay. Connor... One of you voted. One of you voted Wrestle Kingdom Eleven the worst show, and one of you voted. I will not confirm or deny anything. <laughs> and one of you voted New Japan worst promotion. I, and then I, I should have I... known because yeah, you 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 picked Flow Slam, so <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, but my, one of my friends was listening back to the podcast, and he just like he texted me he's like, "Who the fuck picked <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom Eleven worst worst show?" I'll and say like, I'll, I'll I'll say why I did it. That six star debate in the Meltzer stuff. Ugh. Wasn't about the show. He was just so angry when he when that, when he texted me that. And I was like, I don't know, buddy. Somebody voted them or show. Who who fucking cares? <laughs> WrestleMania WrestleMania won by a pretty wide margin. So the the WWE hating crowd, which I definitely include myself in, should have been happy. But yeah, well, do you have high hopes for WrestleMania this year, Jesse? I don't even know what the card is. I haven't been watching WWE. I I haven't seen you tweet about it in ages, so I, I kinda yeah. like I just didn't care about one of the shows. I'll probably pick it up again during the Royal Rumble. I, I figure I probably will watch the Rumble too, but like uh, yeah, the twenty fifth anniversary show is next Monday, so I'll yeah. watch I'll watch that one. Did you see that whole freak out where it looked it was on the USA schedule for five hours? Yes, I saw that you tweeting a, about it. it was <laughs> I was like I I was actually kind of upset it wasn't true. Because I wanted to see the train wreck of them putting on a fucking five hour show. They can't put on a three-hour show. They can't. They can't, exactly. So it would have been, it would have been something. <laughs> but do you, do you know how much it costs, by the way, to get into the Manhattan Center? Too it's much. Like, yeah, it's like three hundred eighty dollars <laughs> or something. Because like I just was like, oh my god, like the Barclays, you can get in for like eighty bucks, but that the Manhattan Center, I guess, is, there's only like eleven hundred tickets. So like it, it's a lot of money to when you'll probably be sitting there staring at a fucking screen for like two out of three hours or something. But. Yeah, I saw Jim Ross and uh, Jerry the King Lawler were calling the show. Oh, okay, it's cool, I guess. I mean, I'm probably gonna watch it. I just, I'm not happy about it. Never <laughs> <laughs> happy. Never happy when you watch WWE. No. It's okay. Um, fucking, sacrificing fucking... for this podcast. Night of Champions was like the worst <laughs> shit I think I've ever seen. <laughs> that fucking tag match where poor Shinsuke had to take like a, ta- a splash through a table and then. Had to be like. I didn't even watch so, Class of Champions. I was like, I don't no, care about this so shit. I'm not even watching. Terrible. That fucking. That everybody like. Okay, everybody wanted to talk about that Ginger AJ match, and that wasn't really any good either. But that fucking tag match. It was like Orton. <laughs> it was like Orton and Nakamura against Owens and Zayn with the two refs. Like that was some of the worst fucking shit I've ever seen out of that company. 
It was just so fucking terrible. But Nakamura taking that splash through a table and having to sell like he's dead. I for can't like believe Nakamura took a splash through a table. I didn't even I know. know that happened. But then he was just dead. <laughs> it might as well been a fucking handicap match. So I don't. I don't know. Poor Shinsuke. <laughs> Man loves to surf. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I hope he's having a good time surfing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I guess that'll wrap this up. I've been trying to end this show, I think, for twenty minutes. So, all right, folks. Thank you, Jesse, for coming on. It's always a good time. Thanks. And we'll see you next week for part two around Japan. See you later. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.